everybody, and welcome to episode 394 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Justin Allen Memorial Studio. If you want to get no in relation. on this, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Ah, Chris, a bonafide seller of a brand new PS5 Antista. <laughs> and I'm about as well prepared as a Rudy Giuliani defense, Matthew Allen. <laughs> and special guest. I'm Imperial Poisoner, Yocasta of Gaul. No, wait, my name's Kayla. Nice. Hi. Who's Yocasta of Gaul? Okay, so in ancient Rome, uh, about the time of Nero, she was a poison maker. She actually gave Empress Agrippa the poison to poison her husband Caligula so that Nero could be emperor of Rome. That Caligula guy sucks. He deserved it. Uh, that's why Penthouse made a movie out of him. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> he did. It's awesome. Helen <laughs> Mirren as the lady. Yeah, as uh, a young oh, the, woman it's, is in that movie. It it's is, it is that movie is weird. We'll only I promise we'll only discuss this for a second. But apparently they were making basically two different movies. And that one is like this prestige movie that had all these great Shakespearean British actors. And then the other is just like Bob Guccione coming in and saying, Hey, this needs more fucking. Hey, there's a lot of Oscar winners in here, but I'd like you to make these guys drink wine until their bellies are full and then cut off their dicks. Yep. That's Do that on camera for me, would you? <laughs> um, so where have people heard you? You've, you've obviously been on this show before, but uh, this is your chance to plug your other projects. Oh, yeah. So I normally host um, Podcast and Bullshit, which is a mm. podcast that I've Hosted for over 10 years with my wow, congrats. buddies, Travis Foster, Dylan Tierney, Robert Beach, and uh, Brendan Lundy, along with some other alumni. Hmm. So. And that's, that's podcast and bullshit, not podcasting bullshit. It's not, a, it's not a show about podcasting. No. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit in this podcast, <laughs> But yeah, that's normally where I'm at. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. We we have another topic suggested by a friend of the show, Dave Rudden, who gave us last week's top five as well. Um, I think this one might be because a certain uh, Spider-Man game starring a certain Miles Morales came out this week. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Reusing a familiar open world, which is not something... That is frequently done in video games, but he suggested, uh, why don't you do that? Why don't you do a top five about open world games that have reused the same open worlds? Well, it's certainly not frequently done, and then we're asked to pay $50 for them. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's also true. $40, ah, maybe. That's the new budget price. <laughs> no, I thought it was 50 if you want the PS4 and 5 version. Hmm. It's it's and then it it's sixty if you get the special. It's seventy if you want Spidey remastered as well. This is also confusing, and I'm mostly excited because I have so very much bad and good to say about my experience with the PS5 yeah. and the, yes. the the handful of games I've played from this new we, generation. We've all so. had experience with the PS5 now, or at least you and I have, Chris. Yes. Um, so half. Yeah, half of us have. Exactly <laughs> half. Not all, but... Uh, and even, and even from what I've heard, the, um, the reason I waited paid off for me. Mm. So. Yeah, 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 it might be. Well, I mean, we, we could talk about that a little bit. Like, I'm very impressed with the PS5 overall, having uh, spent some serious time with it. Um, I am less impressed by some of the problems that it has run into. And uh, my, my long story short that I've been bitching about with you guys... Uh, 
I know I've seen true 4K 60 frames a second on streaming, and I know I've seen it maybe on, like, Tyler's computer screen, hmm. but I have not seen that on a big couch gaming screen. It, uh, Demon Souls in particular is oh. the best-looking game I have ever seen it looks in so my good. entire life. And uh, and it's, the system, when it works, is so incredibly fast. It is also... I don't want to call it broken. It is the most busted-ass system I've ever gotten at launch in my entire life. Yours might be broken, because you sound like you're having a hardware issue with yeah, one of your USB ports. It sounds ports. like there are some hardware oh, issues. Oh, no, no. I, 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 there's plenty of Reddit threads with hundreds of people with this same problem. And it's... it's yeah. I don't and I don't know that it's a patch thing you can cure. And it came yeah. with the, the hard it came with the hardware Sony gave me. I didn't add anything new to the mix. Yeah, so your your controller is not charging out of the front USB port is what you've told or the us. back. Period. Or the back. Okay. Wow. No, sure. no charge at all. I was only able to play wirelessly until I got a USB Type C to C con, uh, converter. I didn't know there was a Type C input right there in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was playing on a single charge from the factory. <laughs> Or I would have to stand at my television and play like I'm at a fucking Best Buy, just so, <laughs> so I can plug into this uh, god awful thing. It didn't. It didn't. And it didn't work on a uh, jump on a portable battery pack either. My mm. controller just won't charge with a USB to C cable. Period. Mm. And uh, it'll only charge one way. And it's not just that. There is not a single experience I've had in the five games I've played on PS5 that have not crashed in the middle of something important. And every time I turn it on, it's like turning on a machine from 80 years in the future. Like, hold on, let me boot up. I'm doing a complete system recompiling. So when you get get it open, games open fast, but like it constantly crashes and treats me like I yanked the power cord out of the back. And yeah, fixes it sounds all like... these errors that it created itself. It crashed on the fucking error report screen for me. Can, can we just commend Sony for the second generation in the row of creating the most terrifying crass messages of any console? Like, it, remember, remember on PS4, it was kind of like critical system memory error. We have to completely rebuild your external hard drive, and you're like, what? What do you? What would you do? Why would you do that? And then it would be a no big know, how, deal. How deep but... do you want me to go with my PS5 stuff? Just do it all do- here. Well, yes, sure. Why not? We're going to save the games you guys played for the new releases. Yeah. Segment, but I, I, but yeah, I do want to say something nice about it because I don't want it to sound like we're, we're just yeah. straight up trashing the PS5 right off the bat because uh, it has some very impressive tech. That controller yeah. is like it feels like magic. And I think it is the most it is the most impressive next gen piece of technology I've ever seen in some respects. That's yeah. why it hurts me to say this. Yeah, it's it's like super high it's it's like if the if Nintendo Switch is HD rumble, this is 4K rumble. Like yep. Astro's Playroom that comes with it free is a great showpiece for this in that like it does all these things like oh, we're going to Make uh, your robot whip out an umbrella, and now it's going to rain, and you're going to feel all the raindrops through the controller. Yeah, it, it feels like somebody just like set off a bunch of little tiny pop rocks in random places mm-hmm. all over your controller, and the speaker ever so lightly syncs up with those raindrops. And I don't know that Michael and I couldn't stop marveling at the technology in the controller. Yeah, and, uh, and, and you know, playing some of the other games like Bug Snacks, I noticed uh, the. Oh. The vibrations are different, like, depending on whether you're walking on rock or snow. Like, there's there's a, a crunch to it when you're walking through snow, which is difficult to describe when it's you're just feeling a vibration through your hands. But uh, Bugsnax, which is right. free, by the way, so yeah, everyone should grab it if you don't have a PS5. Yep, yeah. yep. 
Um, and uh, also those, what's it called? Impact triggers, I think. Yeah, the haptic, haptic uh, the yeah. haptic triggers. Yeah, but it, are, it's it's so astounding. I'd read about them. It's something. It's and that makes it great. You have to touch this to understand how cool it is. Mm-hmm. It's that it, very it, it difficult. It can go from like feeling like a normal game controller trigger to like suddenly there's resistance. Suddenly there's like different levels of pushing that you can do, and it's it's all just like there's like a little screw inside that can go to different levels yeah, and make like it feel a little drill different. that can dynamically like and it's not audible either right that can create different kind of resistance you can make it feel like you're throwing at a fishing reel or pushing the camera button on a camera or pulling the trigger call of duty does some really weird stuff with the zoom uh the zoom in and fire it feels like a trigger and I, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I don't know how useful it is. I'm curious to see how, especially the Call of Duty scene, will embrace it or not. Because, like, yeah, you want precision firing. I didn't ask for more resistance on my fucking trigger buttons <laughs> in the middle of a high-speed, intense, you know, hmm. Twitch game like that. But it it's incredible. And, like, no, no offense to the Xbox, because I, I plan on getting one of those, too, at some point. Uh they didn't do anything with their controller. Yeah, I have spent a lot more time with the Series X since last week also. And mm-hmm. um, I, there there are some things that I didn't really notice at first. Number one, it is the quietest console I think I've owned since the N64. Uh, it makes almost <laughs> no fan noise. I kind of had to lean close to it and to, to detect, the, okay, there's a very faint whir. But there's a ton of heat coming off of this thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with the fan technology. Like I said uh, last week, I think it boots up almost instantly. Like you, you hit the button and then menu screen pops up immediately. Games boot really fast. If you're playing Xbox One games, they boot super fast. Nice. It kind of Well, it kind of depends that's, on that's the, my pro- the game. Because like everything, when the PS5 works correctly, that's mm-hmm. great. But when like, oh shit, I made it to level 20 in Call of Duty Zombies. Hard crash. And it treats me like I yanked the power cord out from the wall and pulled the hard drive out. It has to do that level of recovery to where I can't even hit the power button for like fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah. And then I and then I get to a screen that says repairing, like hmm. you did this. <laughs> I yeah. I never buy consoles first gen. Never. I never yeah. never I I did it for the Xbox three sixty and Oh yeah. That, 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 a lot that of people nonsense. learned a lesson with that one. And yeah. that remind that reminded oh sorry, Kayla, go ahead. And I was like Fuck this shit. I, I thought it Fuck wasn't. Fuck this it, shit. It wasn't. I, I thought it wasn't an unreasonable price. It's what I paid for my Xbox One at launch with that beautiful Kinect that gets used every day. <laughs> and, uh, and, but what I found ironic is I was looking at my hard drive space. I have five games and I have 200 gigabytes left on my 850, uh, 850 storage device. So one of the things I thought was irritating, I looked at like, okay, where's all this this data going on this fancy new solid state hard drive? And I'm like, uh, and I look games, applications, other data, sixty gigs, and like other data. What does that mean? I click on it, it's like, and Sony's just like, you don't get to look. This is too important. Sixty gigs, and I was sort of like, sixty gigs was the expensive Xbox at launch, and. That <laughs> that is what Sony has <laughs> divvied out for things I, they won't even let me look at. And and uh, but th- something Michael and I discovered: we're so used to hitting download all, Sony has been gracious enough to like include PS4 versions of most games. And if you hit download all, you will download an unnecessary copy of that game to your yep. PS5. Yeah, I, I just deleted someone... 100 gigabytes of Call of Duty for PS4. 
Yeah, I, I think the, IGN or someone wrote an article like you might accidentally be playing the PS4 version of Call of Duty. Like, <laughs> oh, no. like be careful. Yeah, yeah. and and the the regular version of Call of Duty, two hundred fucking gigs, like Ooh. almost one quarter of my entire hard drive. Wow. To to be fair, you could you could download the campaign in three parts, the multiplayer in parts, um, and the multiplayer in multiple parts. And one of the beautiful things that the machine. I'm told will it let me do eventually is you could jump straight into those modes rather than load up a base game, look and see, oh, uh, every company Activision owns made this game. All right, that's eight developers. Cool. And- yeah, not, not even just modes. You can jump into certain levels or milestones in games like the developers just have to, to set that. That's the whole... I forget what they call that feature, but it's like, oh, there's going to be a video, a community video about this part. Okay, just jump straight to that part. Um, I wanted to ask you guys some, some of the quality of life stuff one thing that excited me that i heard this system has they've taken it back to the 360 era uh you can set defaults that go across games so if you're like me and play inverted that is a universal option that will automatically update in every game or maybe colorblind too i don't i haven't haven't looked at it but yeah i thought that was pretty neat easy as shit there you go (laughs) yeah i want all modes to be fucking easy don't care don't even ask story mode all look if you Uh, can't rip your own cd soundtrack buy all dlc without having loaded the game up yeah that that whole downloading games piece at a time is cool because it's like i had heard at one point like oh the games are going to be smaller i think you you said that chris well ac is is smaller on ps5 Mm -hmm. uh from what i read and so is call of duty yeah Mm. call of duty is smaller they they are smaller and like i think pathless also like i had the ps4 and ps5 versions and it's like oh the ps5 version is like 10 gigs smaller Um, that's crazy yeah but yeah the ps5 version of call of duty came with warzone 100 gigs (laughs) of free-to-play power and uh, the PS4 one didn't, thank Christ. But like, just to see that, like, yeah, my hard drive is almost full, and it hasn't been a week. Yeah. One one annoying thing I've noticed is like, so it has a thing where you can set it like, do you want to automatically download patches for your games? Yes. And I set it to no because like that can be a huge drain on bandwidth if you have a bunch of games. And so you know, I plugged in my hard drive to have my PS4 games on there, and you know, left it to think about that. Come back, and it's just like. We didn't have enough hard drive space to install the 20 different patches for PS4 games that we decided to download after you told us not to. And like that's happened a couple times. Like It really wants to update my Overwatch for some reason. It's, it's like games I haven't played in a long time have not been updated in a long time. And it's just like, oh, shit, we need to update all these right now. Yeah, that's uh, storage space seems to be the big hmm. blocker issue this generation so yeah. far. It's... Which wouldn't be a bit. They, they promised eventual hard drive support but it's not clear what works right now to me and it's not much because you can't hold ps5 on external devices yet period right am i correct yeah uh you can do that with ps4 games Mm -hmm. on your ps5 that also made i was going to sell my ps4 and then like i was just talking to someone who's like no no i put it in my bedroom so i can stream ps5 games over my that's true and that's weird that now yeah. there's now an app on your ps4 to let you stream from your ps5 yeah which what was which, which the ps4 pro is already capable of that 4k stuff so yeah interestingly i could keep it to stream ps5 in my bedroom through my power line router hmm. which is hmm. lossless not wireless I, I bet that's going to work on pc too because there's a piece there's already a playstation remote play app that you can do yep. ps4 to your pc I, I bet it'll do from five too yeah but that—that's that's cool. when I thought it, it felt truly next gen. Like I put in my 
it was one of the fastest setups I've ever gone through. And then it said, because I, I have all I, this is in my living room and I have everything hard lined into the router, it let me transfer all this amazing data like over the LAN instead of because I think Michael uses Wi Fi and <laughs> your wife just told me you are over your bandwidth limit for the month. Oh, are we? Um, I hadn't heard. Yeah, that, yeah, it's she, probably because um, of all those updates. All those I damn hate updates, to break it to you. Yes, uh, since it, all those, yeah, all those updates and like you know, other next gen, uh, grind your gears kind of thing. Like I bought two games physically; they still have to take up a hundred gigs on the hard drive. Those two games mm-hmm. for some reason, and then well, download a bunch of patches. Nothing. Physical is basically telling your system, "Here's the key, proving you own this shit." But it's it, going to no, play no, off I, the I, hard drive. I literally only did it because I keep running over my bandwidth caps. So I figured I might as well. Get these, get this data off the disc instead of the internet. Um, because except every game nowadays requires a day zero patch that absolutely. is the full downloadable executable. Yeah. It yeah, I don't want to make people feel bad for looking forward or liking their PS5. I just like this reminds me of the PS3, which launched kind of wonky, but it, mm. uh, but it, it does things that the I, series I feel like it has way more promise than the PS3. Honestly, like yeah, again, I have never seen a pretty, I have never seen games so bright, pretty, vibrant, and fluid. In my life, I, my jaw was on the floor for on, only Demon Souls so far, hmm. because that's the only game I had that is designed exclusively for this system. But it, Bug Snacks, you got Bug Snacks. I'm not saying Bug Snacks isn't <laughs> fun to look at, but like when you want to see like what's going on in the hood and why this certain things that can't happen in other Demon systems. Demon Souls is a showcase. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's a showcase a, for the PS5. Like look it's at incredible. The shit we can do. Look Which how beautiful is so weird it is. to say. Like the original Demon Souls on PS3 was like it looked great, but it wasn't like a showcase of that system even, yeah. right? Because it's kind of like from yeah. software games used to be regarded as sort of broken looking. Yeah, you you want to know so. how advanced Demon Souls is? The the characters move their mouths now when they talk. Wow. Oh shit! I love I love the way. I guess we'll get into that in the games. I love the way those characters' eyes and mouths move. It is really impressive. I love the way that game looks. It is an excellent showcase. Yeah. Everything else, though, I have to admit, like played miles morales i don't see that big a difference than what i played on ps4 i just I'm in the way marco it looks. that marco. oh no no sorry be very sad i love miles morales more than that version of spider-man i love the game i just don't i can't see the next gen difference in it i just can't yeah i was do playing it on a ps4 TV? pro yeah you do okay and i was playing on a ps4 pro so maybe that has something to do with it but like yeah i just i don't see it uh, and the other games, I'm playing Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, and like those are all available on other platforms. And I recently had some financial hardships that occurred all of a sudden, and it's like, oh, I I hate the idea of being someone. I never want to be a flipper or a uh, what do you call it? Uh, one of those a dolphin speculator. Yeah, one of those people who like buys a bunch of consoles and sells yeah. them for a markup. But you don't like, want to be a scalper. Scalper, yeah. Scalper. I don't want to be a scalper. I hate those people. I don't want to be those people. But right now, I not only do I need it, I can like offload it to someone, and I don't have to adhere to any warranty. I'm like, dude, I want to be upfront. I'm selling this because like I don't trust this thing to work in a year. It has been giving me nothing but problems. But you're not going to find another one for this price, baby. And with, with two games. And that's that's it. And yes, I'm holding the baseball bat so you don't run off with my fucking Craigslist money. And <laughs> but I, but I think I'm going to sell it just because like there are way too many problems, and only one game that I really that can really be played on it right now uh, that I can't yeah. play. Oh, oh, sorry, except for Astrobot, which is excellent. I'll shut up. However, you want to take this. Those are my complaints in, about the PS5. But I would I when it works, I fucking love it. 
uh, but it almost never works. <laughs> it, it sounds like both both systems are having some kinks they have to work out. That it sounds like they were both shipped in a year where we've all been trapped at home due to a pandemic and kind of a tough time to ship a new piece of hardware. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on it because I I love a- Astrobot is the only game that crashed only once. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, and that came on the system but everything else is like in the middle of pivotal moments where I lose saves and progress it's happened every time constantly can I say how and, refreshing uh, sometimes it is just in the, to have a when it's in on. sleep mode it crashes when it's in in, <laughs> in rest mode it crashes yeah and, and, I, and I googled it all and like maybe I'm an isolated incident person but uh, there are hundreds of people on Reddit who claim to be having the exact same issues so I would say don't buy one of these things right away but you can anyway so yeah. <laughs> here we yeah. are there you go yeah anyway. maybe if you you have to wait a, a couple months maybe you'll come out ahead who knows um, but I, mean, I love we... it and I can't wait I can't wait to love it more I just hope something improves in that hardware man and I don't know that it can be done with a patch because mm-hmm. some of this is like this is hardware problems I guess we'll see. But we do need to move on to the top five. Uh, Reused open world games, which we will get to right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. I've been um, clinically depressed. A lot of things that have been happening this week includes my doctor quitting and me having Mm. to find a new doctor. You broke them? I did. He quit via suicide no he uh but uh, no <laughs> funny suicide joke uh no he, he just moved so but like i'm in the middle of like oh god i need a new my plumber literally broke up with me and my doctor left me like are you I'm, having a gastro issue is that why your plumber and your doctor both had to leave <laughs> i've been i've been uh i am mainlining baked beans this election has got me so nervous baked beans. Like, i've got one inch piece of shit left in me i got another one to quit you fucker <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And we're back to talk about what? Top five reused open world games. Uh, let's begin with... Number five. This attack comes as Pacific City's crime levels are at their lowest... I'm in- concerned that derelict Shigen research facilities are becoming a... Wild animals are suspected to be responsible for the recent attacks on the homeless... The agency have confirmed the emergence of a new strain of the food virus in North Unity Heights. The agency is acting quickly to seal off the infected area. cloning program has been wiped out by a terrorist group, rumored... Without agents, the are struggling to contain the growing food population. And that tells you pretty much everything you need to know about which That's game. 2020. Yeah, <laughs> about 2020, mm. the game. Yikes. Um, is this is this one I recommended to you, Michael? Is this um prototype? No, oh, this is Crackdown Two. Oh, Crackdown! Good okay. job, Holy Matt shit. Allen. <laughs> what? <laughs> God, is, I barely remember that fucking yeah, game. Yeah, I I, I want to say off the bat, I do not particularly like this game or what it did, but I I feel like maybe if it had been marketed as uh, an expansion, I, I would yeah. have been less disappointed by it um, because it, it Make, making you wait multiple years and calling it a two mm-hmm. might have hurt it. Yeah, but it's it's set in the same city ostensibly because the 
developers felt that uh, Pacific City was very much the main character of the first Crackdown. Um, Crackdown, again, uh, if you've somehow never played this, it's a game that was at one point considered essential on Xbox, and it's about being a super-powered cop who can jump around and smash a bunch of gang members and drive at high speeds. It's it's basically GTA with superpowers, and it's the template for a lot of superhero games yep. that followed. I, I think Absolutely. they're misunderstanding. It was considered essential because it contained a demo for a Halo game. Like, that's I, the reason I mean, that's, so that's what got it into I people's hands. I think that was hands. a selling point, but, yeah. man, once you, once you started yeah. playing it, you're like, this shit is amazing. Especially like, yeah, when you're playing I with can, friends on Xbox. Oh, I've, yeah, I've always told this story because I, I bought my Xbox to, uh, to play that. And I, well, I, I bought my Xbox when that came out and how seamlessly you could team up with people, what, which I think may have been, like, a semi-generic third-person game, but like the idea that you could jump in with anybody and they could help you in any way, and it is basically a superhero simulator. It was awesome, and it was, yeah, it, was pro- it was it was one of those things that proved like you need an Xbox to do this. You cannot do something this big and wild on your PS2 or Xbox. Or See, I, I think you guys all tried that, and I didn't. And so, in my m- mind, I've never liked either Crackdown and haven't <gasps> tried Three's Campaign. It is a very generic superhero simulator to me. I'm just like, ah, it's yeah, you but know. But here's, yeah, here's one thing it did particularly well, and I think one of the, the key parts of its fun. Time to assess your athletic capabilities. Collect that orb at yeah. the top of the steps. That shouldn't prove too great a challenge to someone of your caliber. Good. These orbs boost your agility skill. Collect more to leap higher and farther. So the, the thing about the orbs in this is that they're they're all over the city, they're everywhere, and Crackdown is as much a collectathon as it is a violent car crime game. But the reward for that collection is immediately tangible because like the more of these things you grab, the faster you'll be able to run, the higher you'll be able to jump, and they are the key to becoming like really super powered. Like from Oh, I can just jump measly 10 or 15 feet into the air, too. I can bound up the sides of skyscrapers. Uh, yeah, my, yeah, my favorite story from playing is, like, um, a guy just jumped in my game. Uh, we both had our mics on. He's, he's like, what are you doing? Are you trying to crash that car? He's like, no, I'm trying to get the achievement for uh, rolling the car over six yeah, doing, times. Yeah, barrel rolls or whatever with it. With the car, yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't do it. And he's like, oh, you can't do that? And because he played the game so much, he... He's like, okay, get in the car. And he picked up the car, leapt like the Incredible Hulk over several skyscrapers, brought me to the tallest building in town, and threw me off. And the car <laughs> flipped 100,000 million times, and I easily got the achievement. It was like, that's why I like Crackdown, because I couldn't do anything like that beforehand. It was, no, it was you really, such you a cool really couldn't. No. You really couldn't. And it was, it, it really showcased what, like, the 360 and, like, what those gens could possibly do yeah. like the drop the the pop in pop out like oh you want to go that you can't actually just go to that other side it's not a fucking skybox and, and or you're not gonna 3, have to fucking load hmm. like Crackdown three is is dumb fun it is just there's something a little jank about it and i still want a game like crackdown to exist yes. and crackdown three i thought was a lot of fun i actually managed to finish that. no no it, I did, but I remember like Sam doesn't even play a ton of games. And he came over. I'm like, "What system is this? This looks old as hell." I'm like, this is the brand new Crackdown. 
and that was just to like a layman's eye because it just it had good frame rate, but the textures were pretty terrible. Yeah. Couldn't yep. use the power of the cloud computing. Remember that's a, that <laughs> that was the whole promise. <laughs> well, wasn't but there like a, t- a mode that did use it finally? The or? multiplayer apparently yeah. did, but yeah. no one noticed it. Yeah. Well, you can still download it on your Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But, I, I but, think uh, Crackdown, Crackdown the whole series was a bit of a victim of like other game other open world games saw yes. what they did and just Stole. incorporated those elements in a better way so like Saints Row eventually becomes a superhero simulator and it's like yeah. Crackdown didn't keep innovating so it's just kind of like yeah. oh shit they do what we do better oh no, no they, went, of... they went the, the type of two was zombies yeah, so, I yeah. love zombies right so this... you like a zombie I like a zombie let's yeah. play zombies and you're like Zo- no I hate zombies zombies Stop. and terrorists the two of the three things that you can kill without any guilt in video games the third of course being Nazis <laughs> Ro- robots oh yes four okay great um, but no no Nazis or robots in here but uh, this this clip does kind of set up exactly what you're you're up against Cell have established strongholds at key locations across the city They've fortified their positions with whatever they can lay their hands on, even hijacking and adapting agency tech. It may look like shit, but it's effective. Cell isn't our biggest problem. Look at this place. When the freak virus bit into Pacific City, it spread like wildfire, infecting civilians and mutating them into the brutal night-dwelling creatures below. The mix of Cell and freaks has brought this city to its knees, but the agency has a rescue plan. You know, somehow the laziness of calling the terrorist organization Cell never occurred so. to me until just now. Oh, they're terrorists. <laughs> what are they called? A uh, Cell? A Cell? <laughs> well, how about, how about the laziness of making the collectibles literal orbs instead of like That's a That's not thing? lazy. Yeah. You need to render a lot of them all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Circle's easy. Yeah, but it's still like, it's not like, as if Crackdown 1's enemies weren't boilerplate and non-distinct enough you add zombies and generic face cover terrorists like it gave i think it helped the game lose a little personality it, it lost taking... a lot of personality I that I studio like... spent more money on yoga <laughs> for their office than they did on fucking character development go on it now Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all, it all looked a little samey and like uh, got a little boring. After yeah, it was, a while. It was very samey. It was just like a, a half wrecked version of the same city that we just played in. And uh, going from like hunting all these different gangs and their bosses and all that other stuff to just like the enigmatic Wang. Yeah, enigmatic Wang. Uh, enigmatic Wang. To to just you know like oh now they're terrorists now you're being sworn by zombies. Uh, go clear another checkpoint for the peacekeepers to hold. Like, eh. so was it literally the same city with like the yes. same geometry? Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they just like I said, they they wrecked parts of it, so parts of it felt a little bit different. But for the most part, it's the same place, which was a little disappointing. And oh, also uh, less less agent diversity. There there were just like mm-hmm. four agent templates, and one of the cool things in the first game was as you level up your agent. You get to see them become like these weird buff grizzled versions of themselves. And this time around, it's like you you have four basic faces to start with. They're all kind of ugly. And then as you level up, you will start wearing a helmet. And so it won't matter which one you picked. They'll all look mm. identical. Yep. So in the third one, you pick Terry Crews. Exactly. Anyone else. Why would you pick anyone else? There is Ooh. a bunch of other people to play as. Why would you? Please? I don't know. Maybe you haven't been following his Twitter account lately. Oh no! Uh-oh. What's happening? No, not yeah. Terry Crews. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, not TC. He was my favorite artist. He paints. 
<sighs> I'm afraid oh, to ask. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what you're talking yeah, about. I don't I wanna... You know, it's you know, it don't. Let's just move on. Okay. Yeah. Don't even Google Number it. Four. Google's, Google's down. <laughs> no, nope, Caleb's right. Number four. <laughs> hey, Victor Vance. Wow. Did anyone ever tell you, you got a really dumb name? No. No one's ever oh, mentioned that before. Oh my! Look at that. Hey, is that legal? Can animals give consent? I don't know. Listen, Jerry, can you stash that weed somewhere weed? else? What weed? <laughs> I'm sitting with you. Come on, having fun. Rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> Who knows what this is? Who remembers Victor Vance? Is this a GTA game? Yes. Well, is this, this is. A- so GTA did this twice. This is uh, Vice City Stories. I was going to say, because there was also Liberty City Stories. Yeah, Liberty but, City mm-hmm. Stories, of course. Uh, I, ha- I have a clip of that as well. The lazy bastard ain't brought any cash in in days. Maybe he needs some encouragement to get off his ass and do some work. Acting like a bitch. He kind of reminds me of you. What are you trying to say? I ain't trying to say nothing. I'm telling you to get over there and make sure this asshole starts bringing in some goddamn money. What are you trying to say? I think he just said it without trying. Yeah, he just <laughs> was very explicit. He was like, pretty clear. There are no lines to read between there, dude. <laughs> just no. to take it on it's face a, value. It's a big block of fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Liberty City Stories, of course, uh, debuted on PSP, later went to PS2. Uh, yeah. You play as Tony Cipriani, uh, who in G- Grand Theft Auto 3 was the... Uh, he, he's played by Michael Madsen and... Very clearly inspired by Tony Soprano. Uh, This time around, you play as a much thinner version of him that goes around doing GTA stuff. But it was kind of more of a straightforward mafia story. I played all these games and had no idea that was the case. (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't know. I've played none of these games. What what, what was the name of the character? Tony Cipriani Cipriani or Cipriani? Okay, yes. A Cipriani in Italian, this is from Mm -hmm. your buddy Chris Antista, means Ray Liotta won't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think they even were able to get Michael Manson back for for Liberty City stories. That's sad. He's the only guy who showed up for the Reservoir Dogs game. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know all too well. But Vice City Stories, I felt like, was the better game. Like, Liberty City Stories was them testing the waters. It was also, I think, the one more people played. Vice City Stories was like, let's go back to Vice City, of course, and we're going to introduce a whole bunch of new gameplay aspects. It's going to hinge on a more charismatic main character, Victor Vance, who, spoiler, I guess, gets killed in, like, the first five minutes of Vice City. And he's he's the brother of this guy. Hey, bro! <laughs> Lance, hey. what are you doing here? You don't sound so pleased. I'm not so pleased. Thanks, bro. Who was you expecting? What a greeting, man. Not you. Someone useful. So what am I? A handicap, huh? Your dumbass, low life, no good brother? Something like that. Yeah, well, I'm not the one who got kicked out of the army. No, you're the asshole who got kicked out of the Boy Scouts. Oh, come on, man. Lance Vance played by Philip Michael Thomas of Miami Vice fame. Oh yeah, uh, this one had a lot of they had Gary Busey's in this game. Oh, Gary, yeah, yeah, Gary yeah. Busey, you got your your, your lips over your teeth. Bill Cassidy. Um. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, I, they did the same thing for both of these "quote unquote" stories games. It was actually pretty clever. Is they're like, well, we got these assets from these full console games. Mm-hmm. The PSP is not necessarily as powerful, so we can just like reuse these it was kind of like they were like well 
we're kind of going back a generation. So here, use the games from this last generation. That'll work, and, and it totally. Yeah, I worked. thought it was pretty brilliant because it was it, very it impressive either. for a PSP mm-hmm. game at the time. You're like, holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. You get a full GTA they, they in a PSP game. They ported them to. I mean, I think they're everywhere now, but they they clearly went to PS2 a little early because they. Yeah, Rockstar wasn't making his money. Back. And I think uh, one of my quotes, and I forget what I said, went on the the box back of the PS2 version. So that's oh <laughs> that's my claim to fame. There's a Ooh. Games Radar quote on the back of the Vice City Stories box. Full disclosure, um, I, I did I did really enjoy this game. I felt like Victor Vance was one of the better characters to come out of that era of Grand Theft Auto, and you kind of get swept up in in his life that he's he just. He's like an army uh, corporal, and he gets this new uh, commanding officer who is like wicked corrupt, involved in the drug trade, and makes Victor do a bunch of errands for him. And by the time Victor realizes what he's into, it's way too late, and spoilers, his boss sets him up for a fall. So he gets... Wait, is this the one? Tell me you have a clip. Is this the one that has Phil Collins? Yes, it is the one with Phil Collins. I've spent the last few days being chased around the city by a maniac. I've been shot at and nearly blown up. See what I mean? Bloody celebrities! (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's all people remember this for, really. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's... it's, Dude, I, I love that... So... Like, Rockstar has been pulling that trick of, hey, we're going to have games featuring characters we've killed off in other games or kill off uh, people in future games. They've been doing that since these games. But for some reason, in my mind, I only really remembered it in five. I'm like, oh, shit, they just killed off the DLC protagonist from four. And it's like, no, they've been doing that for a long time. It's like, oh, you're playing as this guy who's who was dead in that last game where you saw yeah. for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it's like he, he was obviously much less developed in the original Vice City. He's just like comes out with a vague accent and he's he's all like heavy set and stooped and like oh i right. got your money sir and then he gets gunned down and this like you know he's a really cool character to the point where i was like i wonder is like is it the same character is is victor vance off somewhere in uh in retirement and some other guy took his place and lance vance lied and said that was my <laughs> brother now, bo- both of the stories games are prequels, right? Because this one's a prequel. Yes. This one's a prequel yeah. to Vice City. Liberty City Stories is a prequel to GTA 3. Right. And, and sadly, I was just looking around unobtainable, but only recently. Really? I think it got lost in the great PSN, PS3, PSP, eShops. Not eShops. The culling. stores going Yeah, going the culling. Yeah, the, yeah. No, that's too bad. Uh, no, it has been delisted since because there's a, you know there's a ton of licensed shit in these oh, games. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it, it's sort of a shame because I don't think there's a PC version because it technically looked very it would look very old to a PC gamer and wouldn't have been that appealing. And yeah, because it came out on PS2 while we were all playing on PS3. So yeah, yeah. say, say I, about I that. I think this might have been one of the first GTAs to feature multiplayer. Oh. Uh, content also in that like really? other people could jump into your game i could be misremembering it but was it ad hoc there's a term of course I never it was ad hoc deliberate again i fucking hate <laughs> i still don't know what it means uh also both of the psp stories games had a weird feature where like well the psp can store mp3s right uh mm-hmm. why not draw on that for the soundtrack um but you, you could use a custom soundtrack, but for whatever reason, you couldn't use the MP3s that were stored on your PSP. You had to go through this thing where, like, 
you you uh, went to like the Rockstar website and then it like you'd put in a CD and it would verify the music and then let you copy it to your PSP. It was ridiculous. I, I know why they did that. That's can, awful. Ha- awful. Having worked on games where we had to license mm-hmm. music, that was all record company bullshit. That yep. was some record exec being like, no, we need to prove they own this. We can't yeah. have pirated copies of songs. In, but in this but game. what was weird is like the hardware already lets you do that. But the game will not let you take advantage. Yep, so it's weird. weird. Yeah. I was going to ask a PS5. Tell me you can you can rip music and then use that in custom soundtracks because that is another feature lost to time. Yeah. Damn it! The I, last I time I used that was to to play Insane Clown Posse during the Great Escape on Xbox. <laughs> Okay, I don't think that's how it was intended, but I did use that feature a shit ton for racing games. Every mm. time I think of Burnout, I think of my own custom soundtracks for those games. I did that Man. during Oblivion. Who Oblivion? Oh, Jesus. Li- <laughs> who doesn't love listening to Jimmy World as you're slaying Minotaur? Right. Well, I was going to say, Limp li- 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 Biscuit in Oblivion. I think maybe no, like, the first like early Xbox 360 games would always just let you do that by default. Like there was a system-wide option to say like, yeah, no custom yeah. soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So you, could, you it, could just pull a blade up and it would be yeah. like, soundtrack. And I was like, right. yes, I would like to listen to Duel of the Fates. That was Thank cool. you. Have a good day. Nice. <laughs> that's how I. That's how I play my Naruto. <laughs> Duel of Fates. And Does then, the PS5 have blades? Have we lost blades? Uh, I miss blades. Yeah, I guess we pretty much lost blades. But uh, it, although it does have a game and media menu, um, but Ooh, the oh, the original oh. OG Xbox, like that, was a feature only in specific games, and for whatever reason, the Great Escape movie adaptation game. Let you have custom soundtracks. I don't understand right. why. That was a because feature. some developer did it and didn't ask for permission. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But um, hey guys, yeah. I made something cool. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> so these, these were these were great games on PSP. Uh, I remember they weren't quite as good on PS2. They actually looked a little worse than PS2 GTA's, if I remember right. But um, yeah. Well, P- yeah. PSP. I just looked it up. It had a four. 480 resolution and so if you yeah it would not look good if you tried to bring these on pc nowadays it would be a little rough a little rough yeah i I think that's a bummer because like uh i've i've played almost every gta anything but i don't think i've touched vice city stories to be honest you missed out i I think it was one of the best gta's of its era I, I still maintain the psp's biggest identity problem was putting full blown multi-hour console experiences with missions that last up to 45 minutes on a portable machine <laughs> like it wasn't a very comfortable system to begin with and yeah. this is it it play, it did not portableize itself no. even slightly well that's the, that'd be the next city that's up in the rotation right because they've they've revisited liberty city a few times they've they've mm-hmm. revisited um los santos a few times so they're they're due to visit vice city again vice city is next it, they can't go anywhere else but that that's the only thing i want to see yeah. On new there systems. are only I three cities in America <laughs> worth GTAing in. Yeah. Well, they they That's, combined Chicago and New York. That's on them. Yeah. <laughs> like, they they combined Los Angeles and San Francisco and Vegas in yes, San Andreas. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Vice City Stories. Yeah, yeah, Vice City Stories. It also introduced like this weird empire building gameplay that was completely unique among Grand Theft Auto games, where you, like you would go around and buy up different businesses and then build them up and use them as fronts. That. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Vice yeah. City, you could just buy property. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the difference? Okay. Vice City, you could buy property, but I'm I'm actually I had to remind myself, so I looked up the 
the wiki page here. Um, it says, one of the key gameplay elements was empire building. New to Grand Theft Auto, it borrows a few ideas from Vice City's properties and San Andreas's gang war systems. To make money, the player must open and operate various businesses on property taken over from enemy gangs. These can range from protection rackets to brothels or smuggling compounds. The type and scale of a business is entirely dependent on the player's wants. <sighs> Sounds fun, but not nearly as cool <laughs> as drug dealing in Chinatown Wars. That's true. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Um... But was it as much fun as... Number three! I led us into the new world. I thought that it would be glorious. I was wrong. Oh no. This, this sounds culty, is it? Is it fucking Far Cry? Yes! Yeah, yeah the new dawn? Yeah, Far Cry I, new I dawn. Don't. I've never played it. Oh, it's good. I, it is. I it is loved really it. Good. It's a lot of fun. And, and I, I, I hated the villain so much. I hated not seeing him get murdered in the first game. And Michael fucking spelled this in my feed as Far Cry N U D E on. <laughs> I, I, I somehow did not make the connection. This is what we were talking about. Uh, but I, I love the end of the villain in this this one it's it's one of my favorite yeah end of a villain. this is a bit of a cheat though because like while they do recycle that map they recycle probably what half to three quarters of it michael it's not Some, the something full... like that it's it's kind of like well imagine the map of far cry 5 now imagine it like pulled into i think it's something like two-thirds to half size um, yeah, and they explain it away because like the end of far cry 5 spoiler mm-hmm. alert a nuclear bomb goes off and yeah. and that's so New, New Dawn takes place in this post-nuclear world where it's just like, yeah, you you can't get to that part of the countryside because it's gone. It's fucking it's irradiated. It's irradiated, yeah. Yeah, heavily yeah. irradiated. Yeah, it's it's 17 years later, but uh, so it is the same map uh, that, you know, obviously it's been through some serious changes. A lot some of shit. buildings yeah, yeah. that used to be there are now dilapidated ruins. There, a lot of the flora and fauna are now radically different colors. There are now oh, yeah. like bandit outposts where there was nothing before. Uh, this was cool the game that like came that. out around the same time as Rage Two, and mm. both of them had that aesthetic of like burning yeah. chalk flares, like like and huge like hot pink color. and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They, I remember they made fun of each other a bit for a while. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think uh, this this stands a test of time quite well. I had thought also like, oh, Blood Dragon did that too, and like looked it up. It's like, no, the maps are not actually not the same, ah. even though it's built in the same engine. But yeah, this this was just like, yeah, let's take the same map, let's spruce it up a bit, make it look like a nuclear bomb went off, and then there was a super bloom that turned everything super, super bloom. Pink. That was yeah. the phrase I was searching yeah, for. Yeah, what yeah, about yeah. Uh, Primal? Did the Primal map borrow from four? Um, no, Primal was set in like the fucking like ice age. This, yeah. Yeah, well, ironically yeah. kept all the buildings. <laughs> and, no. I think I think that's the only only yeah. Far Cry game I actually played. I think I think really? more than twenty been... minutes. Yeah, but four I uh, I accidentally left for ten minutes uh, at the very Uh-oh. beginning because I had to go walk the dog, and then I got the secret ending. You got the oh, achievement, no. nice. <laughs> and you just mm-hmm. left it unpaused. Who does that? I was like, look, this this cutscene, Econ has to pee, and he's very small, so it mm. won't take very long. And they're like, he's like, let's go, uh, so I'm your dad, and let's go blow shit up. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, oh, this is the <laughs> You best got to part. try the crab rangoon. I mean, he's, he's not your dad. Uh, he might so be whatever. your sister's dad, but, uh, yeah. 
Mild spoilers, he's like your surrogate dad. Yeah. He's like, let's go blow shit up. And yeah. I was like, that's the dad I can get behind. Yeah. Like that, that's that's one where it's like you spend the whole game hating him, and then it's like, um, he may actually be kind of cool. At least uh, he's yeah. one of those it, like those sociopath friends that you have. It's like, well, he's cool to me. Yeah, <laughs> he's a like, dick to everybody I am else. To all of my friends. Mm-hmm. Pretty resourceful during an apocalypse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to pagan men during the uh, the New Dawn period? Because we know we know it's a connected world because uh, Herc is there. And Herc's in every Far Cry, although he's also in Far Cry Primal as Yeah, Herky. he time travels, so he doesn't yeah. count. Her- yeah. Herc is eternal. This, Herc this, is one of us. The Sid of Far Cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always a Herc out there. But I, I love his character in Far Cry Primal also because, like, the whole thing is he talks with, like, a Texan accent or whatever this is supposed to be. And then he, mm-hmm. he speaks in, like, the... Uh, the hunter-gatherer language, whatever it is, from from Far Cry Primal, but speaks in the same way. They're like, but the uh, dialect is the, the, <laughs> it's still the same twang. Yeah, and you're so like, like, what Ur- the fuck? Yeah, just Urky, happened here? Urky's flying. It's like Urky Patash, Urky Patash. <laughs> he's meant bunga, to be a cross bunga, between. Man. He's like a cross between Mater yeah. from the Cars here, like Larry the Cable Guy, mixed with a little bit of Skeeter from Borderlands, you know? Mm. Catch a rat! That guy. Mm. This is where cars live. Get he, you one. he talks in cursive. <laughs> Skeeter or Herc? Herc. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting way to put it. That's a lovely way to put it. I'm oh, like man. I love that you think rednecks know how to write in cursive. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, I do. Yeah. Are you redneck? You're not a redneck. No. She's from Texas. She thinks it's the same. It is not. This is not the Come same. Come to Florida. <laughs> no one here could, could knows the difference between a steer or a queer, but people are way hickier out here in Florida. <laughs> Wait, you just quoted the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Of course he uh, did. Army Lee is eternal, Am I going to take this kind of shit from a guy who looks like he could suck a golf ball through a garden hose? There it is. There it is. <laughs> hey, Chris, how tall are you? I didn't know they snagged I didn't know they snagged shit that high. God, I feel like I'm 10 years old and my cousins are just reciting huh? a little bit of jacket to me again. The God. best part of you I, ran I down your mom's ass and ended up just staying on the sheets. We are, we are, we're obsessed with the Stanley Kubrick movie only for the elegant cursing of Arlie Ermey. Yeah. All right, back to the apocalypse. We want to know if your problem solvers are problem makers. What? Our pops always told us that people either solve problems or make problems. The world's got too many fucking problems. And we're looking for people to help <laughs> solve problems. Uh, our problems. Uh, Mickey and Lou, the twins. Yeah, the, the twins villains cool. of Far Cry New Dawn, who were like super cool. Yeah. Sort of the villain. It, it's a. It's weird. I, I won't won't spoil that game, but kind of how how the game resolves and stuff is like. Yeah, they're, they're villains for most of the time in that game. No, they're it's, villains for pretty much all the time in that game. Uh, I'm thinking of the big ultimate resolution. Anyway, I won't so spoil am I. That. <laughs> they are villains, but un- unlike uh, Joseph Seed, who has comes back as like a, a softer character, like oh man, I was right, but man, this sucked. Sucks I'm being sure. right. Yeah. <laughs> I told you so, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not happy about this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I, I think this was one of the more interesting. I, I wish every new game plus was like this. Then I would play it. Right. Like, yeah. This this game is a very very much a new game plus type thing. Of like, yeah, it's yeah. 
Yeah, but you can see why it's harder to make than a new game plus. It is mm. all new locations and enemies and flora and fauna, but just the location is the same. Well, the, the I, one... I love Far Cry Five so much. Like I, I didn't bat an eye. I just did play the whole fucking thing in like three, like five sittings. I, wow. <laughs> one thing I think this game has a leg up on Five is um, it had those the helicopter missions that mm. you would basically oh, yeah, fly yeah, to yeah. little mini maps that were that were not featured in Far Cry 5. So it's like, yeah, the main open world part was the same map, but it, it did have these other just one-off things which were really fun and cool. You know? Yes, absolutely. Those, those, those are great. I also liked, uh, even though you are captain, the, the captain of security on this train full of uh, problem solvers that try to come to Hope County to, to fix things and chase off the highwaymen, the, the main character, I think, is arguably uh, Carmina Rye, this girl. The day I was born was the day the world collapsed. Those that survived had to make new lives underground. Up above, there was nothing but ash, cold, and death. People thought it would last forever, but without us up there, life returned. I was six years old the first time I saw the sun. Mom and Dad were heartbroken by what they saw. The world they'd known gone forever. But not me. I'd never seen anything so perfect. So yeah, she she was born to this world. And interestingly, Carmina... I was born to this world. (laughs) (laughs) You merely adapted to it. Uh, Carmina Rai was actually a character from Far Cry 5. You, spoilers, uh, assist in her birth at one point. Because you have to drive Nick Rai's wife to uh, to the doctor. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's the daughter of the pilot. Exactly. So Yeah, dude. That's a, that's kind of a cool little touch. Um, I'm really tired of the chosen ones being teenagers. Why can't they just be like 35 year old housewife? He's like, man, I gotta go fucking shit. That is the best Fix part shit. of the Yakuza teenagers games is all the protagonists are 42 and above. <laughs> I fucking I, love. I it. was gonna say if someone came up to me like you're the chosen one, like no, mm-hmm, no, I don't. Like, yeah, go talk to me 20 no. years ago. <laughs> Does this help with my mortgage? Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm, like I'd be right. like, fine. I've already fucked enough men i let's go let's just of course i am let's let me go plan some new what are you being shoes. chosen for kayla holy <laughs> shit <laughs> look yeah, i've lived my fucking life let's go no they're just like all right i yeah 20s are over let's just it's just another day let's just come on let's go save the world yeah fine, let's fine, fine, do you want ice cream afterwards fine let's go fuck it let's go to mcdonald's yeah, I, I, I would volunteer for a, a better revolutionary army but i'm my only qualification is to be tied to the front of a cow catcher to intimidate other people <laughs> i just can't do <laughs> are you much. sure wow. you're that intimidating I, chris I just, you're not i mean think of my skeleton it's pretty big yeah. so you'd be the, you'd be the blood bag is what you're saying i would <laughs> i would be the blood bag <laughs> i can do that as a job i can do yeah even podcasting, I'm struggling with at this point. So, yeah. Also, uh, if uh, anybody's hiring a blood bag, <laughs> Far Cry New Dawn keep my PS5. had had a was a saw blade launcher that was hella fun to. Yeah, to, yeah. To the the weapon, the assemble this, the weapons you could assemble was cool. It had some other cool stuff that Five didn't. The base building was really cool. Yes. Like it, there, there were definitely a few sequences where you had to defend your base, and then the um. The the base taking over where you yeah, had to go the way that the outposts worked yeah. the output the outpost things where they had levels and you you basically just had to keep taking them over but you got better yes. rewards every time you did yeah, but the it, enemies it, it were was tougher the, like you could take one over but then they're like eh, how about you let them take it back and this time it'll be even tougher but the rewards will be better yeah, yeah that was yeah, cool it was like it was like 
an instant new game plus kind of thing you yeah. could do on an outpost. You I wish they did that with the abbeys in Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Well, cause yeah, the outpost stuff is some of my favorite stuff in Far Cry yeah. games. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have this little mini sequence, actually same thing in, in Assassin's Creed games where it's like, I'm just going to kill captains and all the enemies and take over, accomplish the goals of this area. That's all yes, I want to do. Yes. Right now. I'm going to just fight my way out and then ride away in a stolen car. Like a <laughs> coward. <laughs> Sweep through and hoover up all the golden side quests. And that's, I, I do appreciate going back to Valhalla really quick that they built the, quote unquote side quests the world events in such a way that it's just like we know you're gonna do this so let's make them all kind of short <laughs> yeah oh yeah it'll just yeah, be yeah. like one thing you'll have to it's like a little puzzle box like oh how do i resolve this encounter oh okay here we go okay. i shoot the thing it uh-huh. crashes i can force my way in Great, exactly thanks. um anyway so uh yeah let's move on to number two that's the row it is now jesus when did this happen <laughs> When Ulter got involved. The clothing company. After Hughes was killed in that bombing of yours, Ulter picked up the pieces. Now they're everywhere. On TV, on billboards, in stores. Hell, if you ever forget who Ulter is, just look towards Saints Row and you'll see that fucking eyesore. <laughs> I mean, you say it's the title. Kayla, you look really excited right now. It's Saints Row! Yeah! Yes! Oh, God, Saints Row 2 is the fucking best. Uh, it really is. And Saints Row is on our list because they have... Pulled this trick not once, but twice. How is that big dome? Hmm, not sure. I'll have to look into that. Zinyak put his people all over the city here. From what I can see, a lot's been taken over by the Zin. There's alien technology everywhere. You gotta be enjoying I love this. these games so yeah. fucking much. Yeah, me uh, too. Me too. The, fantastic. One is, in, I, one is forgettable. Yes. But two is just. Ah, Two is brilliant. I don't know that we. I don't know that we've ever had a guest dance over the clips before. <laughs> but uh, Kayla is very excited about Saints Row Two. I, yes, Saints Row Two is like the best. So, I, I absolutely love Saints Row Two, and as much as I also love Three and Four, uh, it did things that I have not seen many other games do, like just the destructibility of the world. Uh, let you do things like. I'm in a fight. I'm going to run over to this newspaper vending machine, rip it out of the ground and beat my enemies with it. It would just let you like, <laughs> like grab parking meters and pieces of geometry. Yeah, You could pick up things and just, just slam people with it. You could have yeah. bases. Like you had an uh, underground fucking base that you could mm-hmm. just do shit with. Um, FYI, uh, I, people have looked up my mugshot. Those are my counts of grand theft. Do not fuck with those newspaper newspaper boxes. <laughs> Because you knock one over, you get counter charge of grand theft because they're worth over a thousand dollars. Oh man! Uh, don't do that in real life. No. Otherwise, anything you see in Saints Row is fair game. Yeah. yeah. And I, I thought that was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I guess, like reading about it, found out that they, you know, decided to reuse the open world from the first game, uh, Stillwater, and that they they thought it would save them money, and in the end they had to retrofit it a whole bunch to allow for the new types of gameplay that they were bringing in. I guess the thing, things that had, like the destruction kind of came from Red Faction Guerrilla. And it's like, so we want a bunch of those features in the game now, but now we need a world that responds to them where you can do all this cool stuff. So what we thought would save us a bunch of money is actually going to cost roughly 90% of what it did before to, to build <laughs> was, this world from scratch. It was so fucking worth it. Yes. It was- yeah, it those games are works. are. Um, I saw the reveal of Saints Row Four at PAX East, mm-hmm. 
And I was just like, all right, cool, yeah, give it in my veins. My, yep. That's my id, like, yeah. Just, we'll just tap that band, shove it right in there, because, yes, thank you so yeah. much. So, and you're a president. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And, uh, and Saints Row the third, like, took it in a new direction. So, like, Saints Row two let you do a bunch of crazy shit, but it was also relatively serious. It was, like, tonally similar to Grand Theft Auto. Three yes. was just, like, it's all ridiculous now. Uh, everything oh, yeah. is silly. Uh, the Saints aren't really bad people. They're, they're just sort of puckish rogues, happy-go-lucky, and you can call they, in they missile strikes. The, they were the villains, and then they yes. became the heroes. Mm-hmm. And then... They became more heroes, and then they serve. They saved Mayor Burt Reynolds yep. from zombies. <laughs> what? I don't. Yep. And now you have a, an alien overlord who loves Jane Austen. Like, good on mm-hmm. you, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he he finds Jane Austen and brings her to the spaceship, and mm-hmm. you can have a dance party with her at the end. Yep. Like, yes, thank yep. you. Like that is. That's what Crackdown was in four. Yes. Well, that, that's like, the thing that they yeah. they took the city and then they turned it the gameplay into Crackdown, where like mm-hmm. you you are just like that agent. You are going to be collecting the shit out of some orbs. You're going to be jumping over some buildings, and then the actual story missions for the most part didn't even happen in the open world. It would like whisk you off into these little discrete areas where 1950s land yeah right. or or there was there was one that i remember it's just like yeah we're gonna make all the characters like put them through a pixelation filter and it's gonna be like a, a belt scrolling brawler oh yeah that was when you got johnny gat yeah 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 and yes and, yeah, yeah i love this game a bunch of bunch of cool game. shit like that and <laughs> uh certain certain things about it i i have to say hit a little differently in in 2020 than they did back in the day like Remember how funny it was, this idea of having an incompetent president who did not give a shit about anything? The president's words were taken out of context. Kinsey, what's the right context for? And I quote, I'm the patron saint of America. We should probably look into changing the Pledge of Allegiance to one nation under me. That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) How could you call him incompetent? You either get to cure cancer or world hunger in the press of a button. That's true. And your vice president is Keith motherfucking David. Well, the only thing you're incompetent at is fucking Keith motherfucking David because you can't do that. He's the only character that's like, no. He's married and he's still faithful to his wife. I know you want to, but I don't. (laughs) God, yes. Uh, And I, I did love like the idea that I think I think uh, this was a time when Bioware was still putting like gender locks on certain relationships, and they they might oh, still yeah. be doing that. I don't know. I don't play a lot no, of Bioware not. games, but yeah, nah. they they just said like, no, nah, you can. <laughs> you can fuck gonna... anybody. You can fuck the fucking yeah. robots. Uh, actually, Bioware sort of does the reverse now. There's in Inquisition. There's an NPC who won't fuck you if you're a guy, but will fuck you if you're a girl because she's lesbian. Okay, that's Sarah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the, Please the, ask me more about is, Bioware, sir. I mean, because this is a Mass Effect parody in large part, they do incorporate that romantic aspect, but it's really just as simple as walk up to this character and hit a button wanna and like, yeah. want to fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pre- press square to fuck or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It's how I want to be on top Larry and you don't get to talk. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, Leisure Suit Larry made you play some bullshit card game or something, and then he never actually got laid. It was bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Until the end, and then it was all off screen, which this is too. 
to be fair. It's just, you see the lead up to it. But, to be yeah. fair. To be fair. Um, yeah. I, that, I, that's a letter, I love, Kenny reference. I love the series. I would love to see a Saints Row 5. I hope we get to someday, because that would be cool. I, I'm weirded out by that whole thing. I think THQ Nordic got sold today. No, 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 no. They they, they, they bought a bunch of people today. Oh, okay. oh, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Part of that group? They bought, they bought a bunch of studios, and they bought a PR agency. One of the biggest gaming yeah. PR agencies oh, okay. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's it's like this is with Deep Silver, not, like completely disconnected from that group. Yeah, it's it's is it Volition the dev that it's did Volition and yeah, Volition and was the, the dev. And the people who brought us Dead Island Two. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no wait, oh. no. Is that Jaeger or are you still? Oh, it's 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 Deep Silver. Oh okay. Who hasn't been great about delivering a single sequel to Dead Island? <laughs> um, yeah. So I wonder about something as big and ambitious as Saints Row being done again I, yeah. I have to assume it is because i i'm looking forward to, i have started four like 16 times on a billion platforms and never finished it uh-huh. yeah i, I have love. the version that includes the get out of hell and all that fun stuff and i've gotten like an hour in and like oh, okay i see what this thing's doing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i've beaten it multiple times nice yeah, yeah. Nice. i well, hate I mean- that my steam my steam copy still says review edition what oh I, I hate that. I yeah. Well, hearing Zinyak sing Bismarcky is just uh, yes. a highlight of my life. So. Oh, really? Ooh. Bismarcky. <laughs> you, you got what I need. Okay, sorry. Uh, yes, it's really it. funny. Oh, well. I did, I did grab this, however. Uh, again, from Saints Row 2, seeing how things have changed. Head over to the old mission house. We should be able to set up shop there. Why don't we just set up shop at the church? Altoids renovated it and turned it into a tourist trap. You're kidding me. I wish I was. This is kind of one of the first glimmers of what Saints Row was going to become, because this idea of like, yes, we've renovated this notorious gang stronghold and turned it into a museum for tourists to walk through. And you cut from that to like the beginning of Saints Row 3 is we're robbing a bank wearing a huge bobblehead, huge bobblehead masks of our gang's most popular member. (laughs) and then the cops catch us and like guys what are you doing i couldn't tell when i played two did two get the joke did they get that they were being overly serious like it it was and i don't know if they got the joke so much it was very straight-faced and a bunch of really dark shit happened but it was also kind of silly but in more of like a gta sort of way well it was you know what it was like is like fast and the furious 2 right Mm -hmm. it's like oh you don't get why people like that originally. You don't get that they're kind of ironically liking the stuff you thought was badass yet, do mm. you? And then by three, they got it. Yeah. And then they ran with it. And it, well, I it think, really... I feel like yeah. thinking about it more, like there was a certain amount of irony in it. And just because I remember it came out uh, around the same time as Grand Theft Auto 4, which was very dour by comparison. And it was like this step into like, now, no, now you're an adult. You play gray, depressing games. You don't yeah. play fun, All colorful games. Jetpack shit you did in the previous GTA, that's out the window. This in is communist crazy. Russia, Grand Theft Auto plays you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you still had like in two, Saints Row 2, you had like a housewife who had like a weed husband. Yeah. It was, and he's just like, yeah, I gotta uh, pick up the kids for PTA. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what now? You're my weed dealer. Yeah. But they were just like, they were like, okay, so the serious shit didn't work the first time. Let's mm-hmm. try and like, let's make it fun, yeah. shall we? Like, and and they were like, that, that ad they ran, it's like, do you want to go to the cabaret or do you want to spray shit from a cannon? Yeah, I'd rather spray shit from a cannon. Yeah, they, they were not wrong. Like, <laughs> 
we're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's move along to something for Maddie. Comrade Joe. No better place for a night out. I knew it. I knew it. A neon city. But the brighter the lights, the darker the shadows. The whole town's run by the toughest Yakuza family out there. The Tojo clan. Yes! Fuck the Omi alliance. The deeper you dig, the more interesting things get. More dangerous, too. You say you knew it. You suggested it, and I agreed. Well, I didn't... At first, I didn't think of it when we were going through these games, and then I went, wait, I have the ultimate one, because mm-hmm. they they modify it from game to game. Yes. But it's... And if you hear it on its surface, you're like, why would I want to play a series that takes place in the same three-block span every game? <laughs> no, trust me. You want to play this fucking <laughs> series, dude. So Kamurocho in the Yakuza series is... The greatest open world, exactly because they use the same neighborhood in every game, because you get to... Okay, so I know that uh, Crackdown thought the city was the character. That's bullshit. Kamurocho mm-hmm. is a character in the Yakuza series. Yes. You will you will discover your favorite restaurants, and you'll be depressed if they're not in the next game. Like, so I was telling Michael a story. There is... There, there is... Um, I think it's called like uh, Jintako or something. It's it's a takoyaki place that that is right near kind of your offices in the same spot in a lot of Yakuza games. But in later years, it becomes um, a gelato, like an ice cream place. And it's so depressing because I'm like, it's where I went in so many games. It's like, yep, I'm going to get my highball and I'm going to get my takoyaki and I'm going to be happy. And that's what's going to refill my health. And then when it was gone, I got depressed. I got so excited in Like a Dragon where I went and I'm like, Oh my god, my favorite restaurant's there again! And then I remembered, oh no, it's because this is taking place in the year 2000, it's a flashback, and then it fast-forwards 19 years or whatever, and I'm like, shit, it's gone again, it's that fucking ice cream, god damn it, like, it's... Like, little places will be... Like, Kanrai, the fucking uh, Mm -hmm. Korean barbecue place, is a character in Yakuza games, dude. Or, like, it, it, I think it kind of went through a bit of a shift uh, going from... Like the earlier games to Yakuza Zero, which I think is like it, it's an essential game in the series, and it works really well as a starting point. Yeah. In that, like the biggest feature of Kamuro Cho, which is based on Kabuki Cho, a real life red light district yes, in Tokyo, yes, yeah. but the biggest feature is the Millennium Tower. Yeah. And right. it is not there in Yakuza Zero because it hasn't been built yet, and in fact, its construction is a major part of the plot. And it's, yes. it's all about, like, this war that's being fought over, like, the last, uh, like, vacant lot that's, like, this tiny little alley that's, like, in, in yeah. the middle of all of it, but they can't find the, the owner to, to buy it from them. Yeah, yeah. In in Zero, that little neighborhood is this, like, little maze of shops and stuff mm-hmm. that is just gone after Zero. And it, yeah. it it's it's really annoying to get through that place in Zero because it is so maze-like. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you're gone. Like it, and, and, yeah, now it is – so much shit takes place at the Millennium Tower. Again, a character in the game is, is the Millennium Tower, this giant complex that, like, at one point the Yakuza move their offices there to the point where a fucking helicopter comes and guns them down in their offices yeah. while they're there. It's, it's had explosions at the top of the tower. And, of it's, course, there's, uh, there's Club Sega, where you can always go to play the latest Sega arcade games. Two yeah, Club Segas. Recently shut there down. Are, How are they? <laughs> yeah. There are two Club Segas two blocks apart. That's in, right. In well, I'm thinking of the big one next to the theater. 
Yeah, the theater district one, and then there's yeah, yeah there's the other one that's kind of near the um, the hamburger joint. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. There's the same the same hostess clubs hmm. are there from game to and, and a little stuff will change or even like I loved how in later games you had like Bar Serena where spoiler alert eventually like the mama the bartender dies uh, where it then reopens as New Serena in later games and I'm like oh hmm. fuck yeah dude I'm gonna go into New Serena and get my drink on so. And I, I love Judgment, especially the uh, the alterations that they made to it to make it so much more interactive. Like, well, now you can fly a drone around it, get a bird's eye view of all this stuff. Uh, the fights can spill over into the shops. You can, like, throw people through the window at Wild Jackson or whatever. Um, yes, yes, yeah. Wild Jackson, the fried chicken place. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, it, but it wasn't until playing some of Yakuza 7 I realized, like, you know, after playing Yakuza Zero, I, I thought like this: this is like a crime game about a criminal who will do anything in his power to never commit an actual crime beyond <laughs> beating someone up. Right. And but but then I realized no, there there is kind of a message, an overarching message to this that comes through in this clip. You came here alone on New Year's Eve. That means you're looking for one thing. Leave me alone. Quit acting like you're too good for us. Let's have some fun. Sometimes it's the scum of society that has to do the cleaning up. Just that George Takei bit at the the, the oh. end. It's like oh I, my! See a bunch of drunk, I'm, rapey guys, and they're like, "No, we got to step in and beat the shit out of them <laughs> and kick some at, ass." At some point, I'm gonna have to demand from Matt a, a proper play order of Yakuza. So I think an outsider's perspective is like, "Man, there's been a lot of Yakuza games, and like, not really from like." It's it's a fifteen year old series. Hmm. Um, yeah, when I you're mean, talking I, about a, I would... a location that's been used every time in a fifteen year old series. It's always a little different, and yep. it's, there haven't been that many games released. There, well, there have been this... nine of them, I think. So uh, one, I tried to get, make sense of it for myself, no, and I don't. Ten. I don't. Get one, it. Well, zero comes in between five and six. <laughs> it's so there, yeah, there's well, zero through six. There's yes. Dead Souls, there's Judgment, and then there's Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is Yakuza, it's just like a Dragon 7 in Japan. But, yeah. And are you are you counting the samurai spinoffs, too? I was I, not. I, do they take place in the same town? Because I will. Maybe uh, a few hundred years or before, but we don't know. It's 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 samurai, it's samurai Yakuza. Uh, the other thing, too, this, this qualifies at least twice over. Because in Zero and actually more than Zero, a couple other games, there you you can go to the the Dotenbori neighborhood Sotenbori. in Osaka, yeah. and and so it's basically they they reuse so that's that's half of Zero takes place in that neighborhood, and then other future games you go there as well. So they and, and it's it doesn't. I mean, yes, they're reusing these maps, but like Chris said, they make enough changes, and especially once they move to the Dragon Engine, which is the one that lets you like throw people through windows and then walk into that <laughs> store. It's it it all feels very different and updated, but the familiarity is great because you're like, I'm just going to go hit a couple balls at the batting cages, which I know exactly yep. where that is. I'm going to go bowling. Somebody mentioned the Champion District. I know exactly where that stupid place is. I'm going to yes, drink straight yes. whiskey and belt out my favorite karaoke tune. I, I was telling Matt the other day, I have never been so smitten with a series that I had overlooked until what is it, Dave and uh, David introduced it to me. But you, uh, I, I've started this game a billion times, but then something brand new takes the, the attention away from it. So I yep. really want to start this series. I started Kiwami because Robert on PMB was just like, Kuza! And I was like, oh, maybe I'll and have Kiwami's to. not zero. 
the no, zero one is remaking one and two. Yeah. Okay. And it's zero on Game uses Pass. the the Kiwami engine though. So like a, all of the Kiwami basically, I, my understanding in Japanese, it just means like super version of something. Yeah. Um, it it amps up a lot of this stuff from the original one. So I haven't played the original one and two. I just played the Kiwami games. But the order I would recommend, I'd I'd say go zero Kiwami one, Kiwami two. Get that remaster collection to play three, four, and five, then six, and then I would say like 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 a dragon continues the series. Sure, I mean really it's it's zero through six are uh, the Kiryu saga, and then the other ones is like yeah you can hit judgment, you can you can hit like a dragon after you hit all those. Just play through the Kiryu saga though. And and it was kind of weird playing seven and seeing like okay public park number three whatever and going it's a parking lot. It's a parking lot for like five cars. This is where homeless people are supposed to hang out. What are you doing? Yeah, Where's the flaming yeah, well, that, trash that can? North, that northeastern part of town, mm-hmm. even though they call it West Park, uh, yeah. is always weird in that every game that changes the most because it's like, oh, that's Camarocho Hills now, which is like this sub. It's the B plot of like three Yakuza games of them trying to build Camarocho Hills. It's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, fucking such. Oh, it's so good. It's so good, but it, it is. I mean, I've never gone. I've never fallen in love in a game with like I'm going to go to my favorite fucking soba noodle place mm-hmm. now because I know God, it's I would there. Die for some soba fucking noodles. I'm in a real restaurant. <laughs> I'm going to go to my favorite weirdo store just to hear their theme song. Okay. I'm very happy. Especially in Yakuza 0, you go to Don Quixote, you will hear that on a loop constantly. Well, I have some bad news for you guys, then. Hmm. No! In 7, the Don Quixote is replaced with the fucking police station. No! Fuck the police. The exclusive uh, uh, Sting and Stuart Copeland ice cream shop. Uh, (laughs) That's how Japan rolls. What a dumb joke. Can we edit that out? <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> Don't listen to her. <laughs> I am I am the guest. Do as yeah. I say. <laughs> oh, compelling case. But yeah, yeah as I, I was yeah. saying earlier, it's it's really about like it, the the Yakuza series like veers between being really silly and being super serious. <laughs> right. But like this is it, it's kind of like the most frank look a game series has ever tried to give us of something that the Japanese don't really seem to want to depict that much in their media, which right. is like, this is the seamy underside of Tokyo. The, the These are streets populated by right. drunks and sex workers and Yakuza, like the, these organized crime dudes who just like hide behind the scenes to keep things running. Yeah, it's and, it's a it's a very I mean, we, we know it's a repress repress society about mm-hmm. certain things, but like to the point of like. In the Yakuza games, you're going to see way more tattoos than you would ever really see. Like, it's it's a source of... It's something that, like, people, if you're not in the Yakuza, you... you well, my understanding was, at least according to the series, is you don't really get tattoos a lot in Japan. No, and that, that's no. kind of well, a, a there, sign. There are lots of bathhouses who won't let in people with tattoos because right. they're right. not right. open to Yakuza. It's true, because my friend who taught in Tokyo for two years, uh, mm-hmm. she has a tattoo on her foot. And they were very suspect on letting her in. Well, yeah, because was, it is it is a sign of being in the Yakuza. Except like, she's oh, you like have a, a, a bigger white American girl from Texas mm-hmm. who yeah. clearly spoke very <laughs> Texan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was yeah. like a fucking tattoo of a snowflake. Jeez. 
Did she call him Snowflakes? What, you won't let me in, Snowflake? No, Sorry. this was like a few years ago. Oh, okay. But she okay. was just like, I like Snowflakes. What? <laughs> but but yeah, that, it's also weird, like finding out about the Japanese attitudes towards the yakuza. It's it's simultaneously one of tolerance, but also like, no, we don't want those people around. If you're if you're a yakuza, you will be shunned, but at the same time, you will kind of be allowed to carry out your activities almost in the open. It's it's kind. It's of a little strange. bit like in the Sopranos where they have the Christmas party and they give the local kids toys and shit. Like yeah. the the Yakuza do well, stuff like that occasionally. Yeah, it's, and it's it's also like yeah the the police all know like yeah we know you're up to illegal shit, but uh, as long as you keep it away from the normies, we'll kind of turn a blind eye. And they're also please don't like, kill anybody. Yeah, please they're set up like anybody. corporations basically. <laughs> like, and they yeah. they have yeah like just in like in Yakuza they have all these front. Uh, companies like you know real estate firms and and other things that are mostly just for laundering money that's the other thing is so another reused asset is is the clan headquarters are the same in so many games like mm. when you when you go to the yeah like and it's head, also, yeah, the, HQ. the most boring office space that you can imagine <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. well I'm, I'm talking about like the actual like the house it's like this big oh, yeah. palace that they, mm-hmm. you know where they'll have like funerals and shit like that but mm-hmm. uh yeah. Yeah, no, the, it's and I th- part of the reason they reuse the assets is because they w- they were whipping out yeah because the games like once a year or once every eighteen months so it's like yeah just get it out there. I, I thought I was I was given the impression that like it was Sega. I think the wrong impression that Sega was trying to go after the Grand Theft Audio Auto audience, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is a pretty big failure in America. So they were reusing the assets to like try and get more out of this for like a very few fans that really enjoyed it and now here we are at a time where like i think yakuza's in the midst of a in the middle of a renaissance yeah well like, it, it was always big in japan though and so i think the reason they were pumping them out it was like monster hunter products over there it's like no people here will buy them and now they're just reaping this benefit of like oh shit people in america buy these too oh my god we're rolling yeah, well, in the yakuza now. zero was kind of a watershed because i think it was the most accessible game in that series and more like the three through five had been a little bit clunky and and kind of off a lot of people's radars like this had a bit of a marketing budget and it was really fast and fluid and easy to pick up and play so i still think it's hyper bizarre i have not checked to see if there's an english component to it but it's just like yeah fuck you this is a foreign movie this is set in japan so seven is the first one with a dub well the first one was the first one with a dub right so oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh the first one judgment and seven have dubs the rest are just all subtitled japanese language which are are big impediments to like bringing a game out in america Mm. but they just said with akusa like fuck it you we will the same way Mel Gibson is going to make you believe Jews are terrible in Passion of the Christ, we are going to use the proper language here. I immediately go for subtitles, so like mm-hmm. and them talking in J- Japanese and then me reading in English like doesn't even it's matter. It's totally fine, but it's so funny though because it does add a lot of gravitas. So Michael is saying like it's a series that swings from like hyper serious to hyper silly, but even sometimes in the most serious moments like the 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 climactic scene at the end of the game you have a showdown b- between Kazuma Kiryu and the antagonist and they will both be eyeing each other and speaking these serious Japanese lines and then the way they fight they rip off their suit jacket in one motion to reveal their tattoos and then fight each other it's just like it makes <laughs> me laugh every shit. fucking time dude it's so good yeah. and and like especially later games have gotten like big time acting talent in Japan to like 
to lend yeah. their faces and voices to the game. Like the guy who played Kuze in Zero, who's one of the main antagonists, is like this huge guy who's been acting since like the 80s. In Japan. Well, I bit him in the uh, ass for five because the actor mm. who who played one or four and five, the actor who played one of the protagonists got in some drug trouble and they had to yeah, yeah. remap his face with another actor after that. That sucks. But, but I think Takeshi Kitano is in uh, six as well. So that's kind of... I, I'm I'm eager to play through that one just to see him, honestly. Yeah, but, man. Uh, it's uh yeah, if you if you want to talk about like reusable open worlds where the open world is part of the draw, it's the Yakuza games for yeah, sure. Yeah. But we've we've yeah. gone on a bit long. Uh, if anyone has anything else they want to say about Yakuza. I want to call this episode VGA Kawami. Yeah. Oh, that's a Yeah, good there one. you go. <laughs> Shit, that's what we should have called the uh, spoiler cast. God damn it. Oh well, yeah. maybe not. Never really understood Gaiden. <laughs> side story. It means side what? story. Yeah. Oh. Which you would know uh, if you I've played Yakuza games. Five hundred times, but that was genuine realization. You can enjoy it. All right. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's been our top five. Hope you had fun. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a bunch of new releases, most of them for new consoles. Uh, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010s games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And what did we decide, Baker? Did Totally totally Rad actually come out? Don't think so. But okay. if it did, it was on my birthday. I turned 14 that day. Happy and birthday, I guess that's Baker! Totally rad. It was Magical John in Japan. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a toilet accessory. It was also They were also cartoon characters in Japan, and for America, they were California surfer dudes uh-huh. who looked real, like, in the cutscenes. And it's just like, yeah, that's everything that's wrong with America. Because instead, instead of just accepting these amazingly designed characters, like, no, 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 we want to be kids to be able to see themselves in mobile. Who are kids? And everything we watched had like a, yo, bro, let's party. Uh, we're all Sean Penn from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, no, we're fucking not. Some of us are quiet. How did that become so ubiquitous that everyone was a fucking surfer yes. in the 80s, even if I, they lived in like Illinois? Some of us aren't even white. <laughs> So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30-2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Lasertime shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? And welcome back to our final segment where we will not waste any time or belabor the point as I uh, try to think of a joke to uh, extend time well, in the time that it takes me to Never reach happens. my finger over to this button and hit this to do this. Happy 
That joke gets sweatier every week. Anyway. Uh, I can't. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's been almost oh, wow. 400 times. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Um, yeah, a bunch, bunch of stuff came out in the past week. A lot of it for PS5. So some of the... I think I was I was telling friends like this launch has been kind of weird because Xbox Series X came out and it's a great console, but it doesn't really have uh, any exclusives of no like it has nothing new on it. All it has is ports. Yeah, well, like these are games that you could also be playing on Xbox One or on PS Five or I'm doing now, yay, yay. Um, But PlayStation Five. is mostly its launch was mostly exclusives, very high profile ones, uh, beginning with Bug Snacks, which I somehow managed to platinum in the time bef- <laughs> that it took me wow. from bef- when I started it to when my PS5 catastrophically crashed. So it's just as well if I don't have that save data anymore because I've done everything one could possibly do in that game. Ask me anything. How many hours? How many hours did it take to plat? Um, that's a good question. I was playing it for a pretty good chunk of the weekend. I don't, I don't know, maybe 14, 15 hours, something like okay. that. God damn. All right. All right. Um, yeah, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I didn't really know what to expect going in, but it is, uh, how to describe it? It's a first-person adventure game where you are playing as a Grumpus, who is a, a like a type of Muppet, basically. You're a journalist, and you go to investigate the Isle of uh, Snacktooth, Snacktooth Island, where the bug snacks on a quest are to write the to only objective review in game history, right? That's what this is about. You're a journalist, no, 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 Not, no real kind of journalist. Well, actually, oh, you're okay. like a weird tabloid journalist who reports mostly on cryptids and is considered disgraced. And your Daily Mail, your editor, Clumby Clumbernut. Yeah, see, Clumby Clumbernut, your editor, is fed up with your bullshit. And uh, sends you off. They're like, "Fine, you know, investigate this fraud." But if you don't turn over a good story, you're fired. And, oh. uh, yeah, so you, you're introduced to the Island of Bug Snacks, which are these. Uh, well, I mean, you've probably seen them. They're they're bugs made of food. And they're bugs that are snacks. They're, yes, they're like right there in they're the like Pokemon in that uh, they all say their name repeatedly. Uh, but nice. unlike Pokemon, uh, each one is kind of a little puzzle because you have to figure out how to capture them. And a lot of them have different strategies for capturing them. And you will get different tools over the course of the game that give you an edge. Like you'll get a grappling hook that's good for like grabbing slow ones off of walls or, uh, you know, you can, you can set traps. The first thing you get is a trap and then you find that there are different sauces that grow all over the place. Like you can get ketchup or chocolate or cheese and uh, use those to bait your traps or your other things so that... Uh, go away, go away. Go <laughs> 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 um, But also you, you are kind of managing the relationships of a bunch of villagers who... Like, they came here in an expedition of, like, 12, and they, at some point, they stopped getting along with each other, and everyone moved away from town. So you've got this little ghost town, and this starving idiot named Philbo, who's the mayor, and he's like, oh, I can't do anything, but can you help me find the other people? And so, you do, and and one of the weird interactions that you can do, like, you can have these conversations with them, or you can also say, like, let's eat, and then you will just feed them bug snacks, and then you can decide, like, which part of their body should transform into the snack. 
there's and, only one answer that's acceptable. Yeah, well, you can. Uh, you can. <laughs> sounds like a horror film. Uh, <laughs> that's don't the like thing. It. It's like if this weren't so cute, it would be Cronenbergian body horror nightmare <laughs> fuel. It is, and it takes some dark turns later on. That's a little oh, bit of no. a spoiler, but it is not all happy like it My seems to be. My first horror film. Yeah, Yay! Basically. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Do, do you ever feel guilt for consuming the bug snacks? Never. they're so adorable. Never. Oh, I will never feel guilt for consuming the bug snacks, especially as you learn more things about them. Oh, 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 shit. Okay. Jesus Christ. This <laughs> is a dark turn. I didn't know we were going that dark. Huh? This has I mean, turned into Lovecraft. Maybe Holy you'll feel fuck. guilt for feeding them to other people. Well, that that's the other thing. You yourself, again, mild spoiler, are allergic to bug snacks. You cannot eat them. You can only feed them to other people and transform them, but there are trophies for completely transforming the other villagers into no bug shit. snacks or into, like, whatever food type it is. So they'll, they'll still be themselves, but all their body parts will be transformed to look like different kinds of snacks. So you can have someone with, like, strawberry arms and trail mix body and oh, uh, cucumber legs or whatever, pickle legs or whatever. Um, we will keep our eyes open for the sequel, Soylent Bug Snacks. Uh, <laughs> but they, they remark on it like, oh, this doesn't actually, this doesn't give us any new abilities. We don't feel any different. We're just, we just look kind of different. I guess that's okay. And like, you'll meet a scientist who's like conducting experiments. Like they sever their own leg to try and regrow it as, as bug snacks. And yeah, oh, it's not <laughs> like, no, what? Okay. Um, I'm not okay with this. This yeah. is not. This is but not consent. I do not consent to this. It is a fun game. I'll say that, and it's right. uh, it's rewarding, and I really enjoyed my time with it. So it's free on PS Plus. Speaking of lighthearted fun games, tell tell me about Demon Souls. <laughs> Man, that is oh, pretty. I, that is a pretty yeah. fucking game. Yeah. I, I again, I had I had not. I I had to really consult with myself. I, I, I'm big on tech and resolution and whatnot. I know for a fact when I watch a 4K Blu-ray, it looks better than streaming uh, a 4K video signal. And like that, I thought I had seen 4K at 60 frames a second. I have never seen anything this beautiful and vibrant and detailed in my entire life. This is, for lack of the uh, lack of the next game, the best PS5 exclusive that shows off what it can do. And, and I think makes the Microsoft situation a little more embarrassing. Like you yeah. could have a tech demo, like have a fucking one hour game, hmm. uh, show off what you can see, but like the best, the you're going to get the most out of your PS five with demon souls, which is very weird. Cause it's not a fast paced game. No. I'm really <laughs> excited to see what the speedrunning community does with this. Yeah, yeah. I, I am too. It's just like, it, but it is the very definition of so not for everyone. It's barely for me, a person who loves souls games, but hasn't finished one and doesn't know how to fire an arrow. I love how they look. I, I'm not. Mm-mm, nope. Do you have Man. any context of Demon Souls to be able to compare? Because Demon Souls yeah. was fucking fiddly. Dude. I mean, it was yeah, really. I, I, fiddly. I think it's it's certain parts of it have have been very clearly improved. Um, okay. I, I will say there are certain things that annoy me a little bit about it, and it's just like, so are there bonfires or something similar in this game? Because like I no. I got most of the way through like the first area, and I think I was about to unlock a shortcut that would have made it easier for me to progress and then i instead i ended up falling down a hole and getting the shit beaten out of me by a bunch of zombies that were waiting down at the bottom 
And then I realized, like, eventually that will oh, be your shortcut. Right. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> but but yeah, for for now it's like, oh, that's now I have to go through all the way back to that point where I was kind of on my last legs. No, un- unlike unlike Bloodborne and the Souls games, it is not one big interconnected world. There mm-hmm. is uh, five different hubs that make it yeah. very easy for you to travel back to the equivalent of the bonfire uh, in those games. But what's really interesting about it is that, like, from the menu, you can load into... Dark Souls is a game that's defined by, like, how long it takes to load that shit. And we're all, we've all been trained, when our games load, we pick up our phones, open up our respective social media apps, and look at what's going on. What's so impressive about the PS5 is, like, I can't do that anymore. Right. Well, the good news is now that now that Biden will be president, you won't have anything to be horrified at for five minutes. While you're <laughs> right, you're right. I don't. I That's don't need to doom so scroll as much. Twitter. Doom scrolling. Right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm telling you, that's that's a wonderful statement because like the the places when I'm really seriously gaming are during load times and matchmaking, and the load times as far as Dark Souls, which should be the biggest. It is the biggest, most impressive PS5 game, and it's fucking instant it is so fast does it do the server world state stuff that demon souls did originally with the light world and the dark world remember where it's like depending on what character depending on what players did it would like affect the world state and like the dark world state made everything harder is any of that i don't know if if that's in there i haven't played it very much i played it i have played it a ton i played it probably the most uh out of all the new ps5 games i played and I haven't seen anything like that, but again, part of the Souls thing is the mystery. Like, I'm not looking into how this works at all. Mm-hmm. And Demon Souls was like, only Tyler Nagata was like, dude, this game rules. You <laughs> should play it. And Mike Grimm, maybe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know anything about it. It's to, every, every step I take is mystifying and scary. It is a great Souls game. It's a hyper bizarre for that to be their, like, big exclusive, though. No, I could see how, I could see how that is how it would be like they're exclusive. I, no, I can be just because like when you remove load times from a souls game, like you die, you die so much in those games. You really don't. It's more about like having to reset yourself and go back to this point. And part of that pain was the load times. When that goes away, I'm hella experiment. I, I, I'm experimenting way more than I have in any, any other souls game. Cause mm. I know I can get right back to where I was. Right. Very quickly. But Demon souls was such a, a weird like game when it came out like people are immediately like immediately drawn to it they're like this game this game right here like Mm -hmm. i can see why this i can see why demon souls would be like their game like ps5 this is it because people were like this game is funky like insane i gave it to like a girl that i worked with as like a secret santa gift I'd never play it myself because, <laughs> like, I'm shit at those type of games. Enjoy dark, obtuse horror. Yeah, enjoy shit. Yeah, but, like, I hate it's you. So, it's such an enigma, like, what is this fucking game? Like, even watching yeah. people speedrun this game, like, I am entranced. Yeah. I'm entranced. I can never play it because I'm a fucking dipshit. But, like, this game is entrancing. It's very unforgiving. It's it's like the most unforgiving Souls game there is. It is, but but I'm telling you, like the load times take that load off. Mm. Like the idea that you can like within five seconds you are back retrieving your souls. It's fucking dope. Mm. 
I by the way I checked it has the world tendency system so okay, it can cool. look that up on a guide because it will change things like drop rates from enemies so huh. you, you can manipulate this game as you're playing it which is oh yeah cool. I, th- I think I was reading there's all sorts of bugs you can exploit right now because of yeah. stupid stats I think that's like what that. so ADGQ comes in January I bet you this is going to be on their roster oh, yeah. my they'll, they'll favorite thing that. about Souls games is going in cold and not reading anything yeah. I will listen to friends information but yeah. that is it. Uh, I love not knowing shit, and I, I'm having a great time with it. But on, on a visual and performance level, it is the high point for the PS5. Dude, it's wild. Like, Blue Blue Point Studios, the, the developer behind this, like, this is all they do. They do, like, super awesome remakes of yeah, shit. They, they, they did the Shadow, the Shadow of the Colossus, the Colossus. remake, which was yeah, fantastic. They, so bizarre. Oh, yeah, one of, my, one of my neighbors worked on these games, and, like, we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> and I'm, yep. in, I'm in Florida, by the way, so, like, that makes it even weirder. Yeah, but they've they've done so many like compilations. Just go look up like their wiki page, and you're like, oh shit, they. That's but it's crazy because it's like all they do. It's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna do really good ports and HD remakes and compilation versions of the games, but like make them the best versions of themselves. And and I I could go on and on about it, but but I'm not I'm not the ultimate Souls guy. I just really appreciate the games, and Mm. I don't look into lore, and I haven't gotten really good at them, and I've never finished one. But I love 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 them until I'm tired of them. But it is a, it is the first and only must own PS5 game in terms of it, its visual quality. And if you ever played a Souls game, there's a lot of things you might not like about it that are fixed with new tech. Like mm. uh, if you're confused about like what frame, it's not all about frame data, but you do need to be good with blocking and parrying and all that shit. And it's yeah, like yeah. when none of the frame rate is compromised, it's amazing. Right. Those games were always really buggy on every system, but but like PC two months after launch. So like this is the least the, the smoothest Souls game I've ever seen in my whole life. That's all I, 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 wanted, I wanted to ask one thing that I I've always loved about the Souls games, and all of them have it. It's the way it draws in enemies in the distance that you're like sniping with a bow. It takes their frame rates down to like five frames per second, and they almost look like. They look like claymation, like the way they animate is like old school, like does it, the, I'm, I'm assuming well, that's, this that's doesn't have that in my notes about like why it's worth highlighting as one of the best games. That is something in a Souls game. You know, when you walk towards something, it'll get cleaner and more fluid. Right. I feel like I see shit for fucking miles. The nice. dragon that's about to destroy this bridge, I can hear it from a distance and I can't fully explain this yet but Sony said they were like you know no one's done any advancements in gaming and surround sound in years the sound is a fucking phenomenal right and like incredibly dynamic it, I, I, I like no matter what way you're facing it's really directional in a way that matters. Do you, do you play with, with headphones or do you have a 7.1 I or a 5.1 system? No I have a 5.1 okay I have a generic 13-year-old 5.1 surround sound system and my girl is like did you pay more money for speakers like no these are the old speakers like they just nobody utilizes the surround sound in this way the ps5 does this is how much sound has not changed i'm using the same generic system that i bought from radio shack my my 5.1 receiver i bought at a radio shack my surround sound speakers are something a friend asked me to hold him while he moved and forgot about 15 years ago. <laughs> Nobody makes gray speakers anymore. They are gray. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, and it feels like they're brand new because the PS5. So if you heard me shit on the PS5 in the beginning, it's because it's like super fucking buggy. A game like Demon's Souls, which I, I don't understand why it would crash so much, 
crashes all the fucking time. I did want to say, I play exclusively with a wireless set of Sony headphones from Fears back that are allegedly surround sound, but I can't uh-huh. imagine playing any other way because I rely on that directional sound sure. while yeah, I'm yeah, playing. Yeah. It's just like, oh shit, there's an enemy coming in on my right, turn around. Like that, that to me is a vital component. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure Xbox has something comparable, but like I have, I have the Pro and the uh, Bone X. They did not do what this game and the surround sound is doing. It's That's cool. totally different and, and, and much more vibrant. Um, speaking of vibrant, you mentioned must-own games. The next one I hear is a, is a must-own game, but you all own it if you buy a you PS5. Astro's Playroom. Yes. It, it is, I would call it the best pack-in since... I've heard people call it the best pack-in since Wii Sports, but I never liked Wii Sports that much. <laughs> I'd call it the best pack-in since Mario World. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. It, 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 Sony has a mascot now. Holy shit. Yeah, and, 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 and I love the last had Astro one for Bot. a while, and we haven't cared because those have all been kind of like, eh. I, no, that PSVR game is I would only disagree because I called Astro Bot Rescue Mission my game of the year. Yeah, right. dude. I loved it. And um, this is... Even better, it is very much a tech showcase. It is very small. It is very short. Uh, it is not a substantial game. You could charge $50 for it. That is for sure. But it highlights everything that is absolutely wonderful about the, the new technology. Yes. And From it's, the frame rate to the resolution, to the controller, everything. It is a huge PlayStation nostalgia trip also. And that like in throughout every level are all these little diorama set pieces where like you'll see so a robot standing with a camera like waving and there'll be like some like a couple more robots acting out a, a playstation game I like yeah it. and I, I i texted our friend brett and like i got a ps5 um because I, I kept yelling at him to play astrobot because he did vg empire i know he loves platformers I'm like you got to play this game i don't even have vr yet but like uh if you go work at Sony, steal some VR, play Astrobot Rescue Mission. It's made for Brett. And so I told him, like, I got a PS5 uh, and, and, and an Astrobot. He's like, go to Memory Meadows right now. <laughs> uh, and then I'm like, okay, and I'm going to spoil something here. And then 20 minutes later, was that fucking jumping flash? <laughs> like, like, all of a sudden, Sony is embracing its inner Nintendo. Here's yeah. our failed multi-taps and iToys. And they're now part of this game. You're playing through yeah. Sony's history. Well, that, that's the thing, that each of these four worlds, which is supposed to represent a different technological aspect of the PlayStation 5, mm-hmm. is actually patterned after a specific era of PlayStation history. So there's like one where all the collectibles are like the PS4 and its accessories, or another one where it's like the Michael, PS3. Michael, I believe it changes in, in the order you approach in whatever order you approach it. Interesting. Because I didn't get yeah. them in order. I think I think I went oh, from didn't? like uh, PS1 to PS4 to PS3 to PS2. Oh, maybe Brett was telling me the right order. Okay, hmm. sorry. I, I got PS1 to PS2. But yeah, you you can tackle these four worlds in any order. And I want to say like it on, on the one hand, it is a tech demo for what the especially the controller can do. On the other, it is an absolutely phenomenal platformer. Short, but, yeah, but platformer. really, really good. And, like, I I was telling you guys, like, this is what Nintendo used to do. Like, we have a weird controller. Let's design an absolutely indispensable game that takes advantage of it. Yeah. And 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 then reference it 20 years later for the fucking nerds who still remember. I just, I'm Astrobot, and I turn a corner. I'm, like, I'm exploring everything, and then I just see, like, a fleet of a dozen Hellgast holding Mm -hmm. Killzone PS3 motion 
motion controllers. <laughs> yeah, it was adorable. It was yeah, fucking they're like great. The, the Move guns that came out for the PS4. Yeah, and the, oh, they're, I they're remember third, that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah God, there are third party things then. hidden in this game that like they clearly had to pay for because. You know, well, Cloud I, I have I have a question for you. Is there an Eye of Judgment reference or not? <gasps> That's the key. You know, I don't because Michael and I were talking about that. I, I didn't realize until like I was an hour or two into the game. Like anytime you see an Astrobot filming something, he's probably filming. That's it's, it's, that's it's Sony saying like this is how our game is made, yeah. and and I, I I didn't notice that till I like fell down a hole and like what the fuck is this? Is a cameraman and a guy doing a tightrope? This is a Vib Ribbon reference. Yep. Nice. I found a, there's a, there's a reference, reference to the puppeteer, which I'd completely forgotten about. Oh my gosh! It's, the fucking, it's fucking everything. It is awesome, and it celebrates Sony's history. And I, I'm the furthest thing from like a Sony fanboy because it's all been frustrating, and I've hacked a lot of my Sony shit just because it's not Nintendo. But like, yeah, dude, like for the first time, I think they're leaning into their legacy, all of it, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. Tell him, Steve Day. Fuck you, fanboy. Sorry, every time I hear fanboy, <laughs> no, I think it's of that. Okay. It's um, okay. <laughs> this game makes everything okay. It's fucking love awesome. it. it. It is it is my favorite pack in yeah. since Mario World or Sonic. I'm not kidding. And, and it's only because pack have been also yeah, terrible. I still have the GPU jungle song stuck in my head, which is great and explains oh, how a GPU works. What? It's uh, Astrobot has had some of the best music of video, video game music, like yeah. whatever that definition is for the last like twenty the ten years. I love Astrobot. Ugh, love fucking it. Rules. How, hey, hey, good music. Let's talk Miles Morales for a fucking yeah. second. Mm. What do you guys think? Uh, just a little factoid I wrote down. I am so old. Whenever I hear a new song on the radio with like auto-tune mumble rap, I'm like, ah, Miles Morales soundtrack because <laughs> I'm old. That's the only context I have. I bought it on vinyl. I listen to that soundtrack all the time. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's the only the way I know Post Malone is like, oh, yeah, I was yeah. buzzed when I listened to this song in the theater. Yeah. Around a bunch of fourteen-year-old, great at mm-hmm. my can of wine. I'm old. Sunflower, baby, it's a great <laughs> song. Great it's video, a great by song. the way. Yeah, absolutely great. And, uh, but I, how's the, the game? game? Is the only thing I like? I have a problem with is like uh, the Spider-Man. The original is still pretty fresh in my memory, and yeah, to its credit, like they really like take advantage of Miles' uh, uh, Venom touch and his. Uh, his bioenergy in a way that like sometimes I get I get a power and like I did not read that far in whatever comic this is I didn't know he could oh, shit. and and I I love Miles Morales I I'm, I'm like two years behind but like I thought I knew everything he can do and the game tells me there's more but the game is also like not in the six one six it is not in an Elseworld it is a little different mm. uh, I didn't harp too much on the Peter Parker person being changed because he's gone very quickly. He is not dead, but he does thankfully. look a lot more like um, what's his nuts from the movies. Tom also, also, yeah. my internet son Marco Viopanto mm-hmm. mm-hmm. helped develop that game. Yes, yeah. No, it's it's beyond it's beyond excellent. It is every, everything. I, I've amazing. always yelled everything I like about Spider Man is very well represented in Miles Morales and the young. I always talk about representation. Uh, sorry, I've given this speech a billion times. Why representation is important, I didn't. It took me a long time going back. I got into comics because of Superman and Fantastic Four and Batman, and then I found Spider Man at like 10. And my parents had gotten me a Spider Man toy or two, and like I read it, and like this is instantly better than any comic I've ever read. I didn't realize at the time 
that was reflected on the idea that Spider-Man was younger. He didn't have children. He wasn't dating. He's a he's Spider-Man is my age. That's why this is more fun. And mm-hmm. making him half black, half Puerto Rican is even more fun for a much wider swath of the fucking country. Mm-hmm. And, right. and 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 whoever they cast as Spy, I love the end of the Spider Verse kid. But this guy, the guy they cast for this, is so on the verge of puberty. And every line he delivers is so fucking funny. It, it's the same Miles from from the Spider Man game two years ago, though, right? It's the yeah. same same actor, I'm assuming. It, it is, but like, but like Miles. Most people know who Miles is from the end of, end of the Spider Verse movie. He makes a giant joke about having gone through puberty already. Whoever this voice actor is, is it's clearly a very young person, and it's awesome. When, when you talk awesome about representation, I'm like, wait, was there like a Pietro Parker, like the Italian Spider-Man? Like, oh, there is. I'm swinging it. Michael played him once. Hey. There's a, a Spider-Gwen, and like Spider-Verse opened up all that shit. And um, yeah, I, it, what's astonishing, and, and, and the only thing I'm worried about, because I, I, I wanted to keep some distance between this game, because I just wanted to play it in this alone. But I had other new things to play. Hmm. But um, it gets you to it gets you to a point where you would have gotten into other Spider-Man much quicker, and then unlocks powers you have no idea how to use. It is in a refreshing, great way. Yeah. It is a very different game. Um, I also wanted to say, like, since we brought up Marco, like, he might have had something to do with. I, I love the animations that Miles mm-hmm. goes through as he's web swinging. He's so much more awkward. He's 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 super awkward, but at the same time, it's like, well, he he clearly knows what he's doing. He's not just filling all over the place, but it's sort of goofy because he, yeah, he looks like he's failing a little bit. Oh, and shit. Miles is is very quickly becoming my preferred Spider-Man. Yeah. He is everything I liked about Spider-Man. Miles amplifies. He's younger. He's funnier. He's goofier. He's more awkward. It seems mm. like more. It's he's more present. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. the regular Peter Parker, a, he feels like like our older generation. But with no, no. It, but with like Miles in, Morales, he's and even with his movements, like he feels more in touch with. His body, how his body is going, even though he's going through puberty and shit like that, but he still feels like he under, like he's starting to understand his body and he's more yeah. present in what it can do. And he's not like, I'm, I'm just a nerdy, awkward guy who got bit by a spider. No, but awkward in like the way that all young people are. And that's what, cause the first, the, the first Spider Man game, you came out and you're swinging elegantly. Both of your feet are symmetrical and your your legs are pointed to get more aerodynamics. Whereas Miles is like spinning around in a bad hoodie and big shorts. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> yeah. just like, ah! <laughs> he's just laughing. It's fucking wonderful. It's great. It is so wonderful. It's a little, like, refre- I, it's refreshing. I want to explore this character you've come up with, Kayla, a little bit more. <laughs> I just got bit by a spider. <laughs> now I. I- I'm a nerdy awkward boy. I, I lead a sedentary life. With great power <laughs> comes great video <laughs> games. Hey, Mary Jane, you want to go out with me tonight? Let's <laughs> I go. guess it is organic webbing after all. We're going to go... Gonna- we're gonna go park it in Lover's Line. Love is your is your character like Homsar? He's basically <laughs> just Homsar. Hey, it's 1963. I mean, shit. I mean, fucking Spider-Man was made in the 60s, so yeah. why not? Still, but your your version of the past, Kayla, is so wonderfully Texas. <laughs> That's your impression of old people. 
Yeah, I don't got nothing else to do I but inseminate some to dodos. Do, I might as well be Spider Man. Well, okay. <laughs> well, hey there, guys. We're going to go down to Lover's Lane and go park some more, but we're going to have a hot dish ready because Mom made some casserole. Okay, that <laughs> that better not have awakened anything in me. Like, is this this, this Texan Midwesterner you've just discovered? <laughs> I just realized you basically are just doing gym neighbors, Kayla. That's basically. I'm doing my you're... family. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Maybe Jim Neighbors is in your family. Jim Neighbors is more phone. like, well, gosh, Sarge. Well, gosh, Sarge, let's I go. didn't mean to marry no feller. <laughs> uh, to all the people who want to advertise, I don't know why this show isn't getting over the kids. We're having a giant Jim Neighbors <laughs> argument. Um, which, by the way, everybody on the panel gets, and no one in the audience does. You want to go really weird? I published a romance novel, so let's go Shazam. there. Oh, yeah, that speaks to our audience for sure. The original Shazam. <laughs> Um, wanted to ask you guys. I had a fan on my Twitch chat at Maddie Sion uh, tell me that Miles feels more combat centric versus the last Spidey was more yeah. gadget centric. Is mm. so this one's just more about his combat powers. Is that inaccurate? He has one giant enormous like game changing punch, yeah. which is his Venom punch. And I was never a huge fan of the gadgets in Spider Man. The same way I am, and like it's why they don't do that in the movies. You don't. You don't see a bunch of nano spider bots. The, it's so weird just talking about being a comic fan. In the movies, they have to like over explain stuff. So Spider-Man always has a mechanized face. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. He doesn't pull up a mask. It just him and Star-Lord and I, everybody has Iron Man's tech because Iron Man is the head of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, this game brings it back a little bit where like, you know, Spider-Man can only do so much. Well, to, in the in the Toby movies, it was just a fabric mask because you know Kirsten Dunst pulls it I'm down. Saying, the I'm saying the case. modern MCU, the thing people have been watching for ten years. Mm. Nobody has a felt mask; they have a me- 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 a mechanical mask. Right. All of them and everyone. And to be fair, uh, Peter Parker and to Miles fair, Morales yeah. both have mechanical masks in this one, like the eyes no. narrow and widen. Oh wait, I made out because the first one I unlocked is the the cartoon one. By, by the way, because WandaVision got moved to next year, this is the first year since 2009 there hasn't been a new Marvel thing released yeah. any time yeah. in the year. I mean, <sighs> other than comics, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. God. But uh, but so I, I, I love this game so much. The only slight I have against it, like, I played on PS4, if you care that much. I don't know what the difference is. Mm-hmm. Uh, puddles, I, I, I man. Those puddles it, need it, reflections there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, it does have RTX. Like, they have been showing off, like, look at this fight in front of this skyscraper. You can see the reflections clearly in the building. That's so cool. Can't wait to see Steppenwolf in Spider-Man with the I, RTX. I, I, I played in a pro. Oh, no, God. What's going uh, on? I played in a pro. I don't... It just doesn't... It, it didn't seem as next-gen as either Astrobot or Demon Souls to me. Mm-hmm. And so, But, like, but, it, but the, it's still the, a fucking fantastic game. in the, the web-swinging feel amazing. Oh, I'll shit. That. Oh, because they do have a, a little bit of resistance as you're casting. Ooh. Ooh. I bet that feels amazing. It does. I love it. Uh, Chris, I, I'm going to need you to come with me on a journey, bro. We're about to bro out, bro. Yeah. Bro. 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 Are you cops. with me, bro? Is it cob Are we going for the oh, cob we're about to talk some Coblops Cold War, bro! Uh, I, I, I'm dating a woman with a, the largest age disparity between us. It is less than 10 years, mm-hmm. so relax. But, uh, uh, yeah, and she demanded I get COD so she could play zombies. I'm like, okay. 
again, a 230 gigabyte download Oof. for your PS5. Woof. Um, Yikes. PS5 is so great with load times. You know what it's the absolute worst with? Matchmaking. It is it, mm. the, That shit has taken up to 15 to 20 minutes to find a match, which is weird because it's cross-platform and console. And that is weird. Yeah, it should be strange. instantaneous. Yeah, that should yeah. be. And I, I'm not the biggest Call of Duty expert. I don't know what kind of ultra patriotic idiot likes their kind of campaign. Their campaign bores the fucking shitter to me. Like I'm at, I'm, I'm present in performing atrocities on American timeline. I don't get that. Like I found no pleasure in the campaign, which is the only thing I could play, which also crashed 1000. Well, times. as something of a history buff, Chris, I, I really appreciate the historical Somebody detail of, uh, putting a piece of glass into a man's mouth and then punching him. I really appreciate someone watch spy game and merge Robert <laughs> Redford's face into Brad Pitt's hair and made him the lead <laughs> character. It is, wait, wait, it is, wait, wait. Which Brad Pitt? Is it um, Burn After Reading or is it... Uh, it's Once Upon Joe a Time Black? in America hair. Oh, oh Ooh, my God. Nice. But it is Robert Redford's face to the point where I think they both could have a legitimate lawsuit. And, and also, like I was, email, I was texting you guys and I very rarely get the like, ooh, that's too far. I'm like... Hey guys, I just talked to Reagan and now I'm killing the Vietnamese in the 80s as God intended. Yeah. <laughs> well, people liked Michael it when and Matt were like, did it. ooh, sorry. I'm like, I didn't ask to do this. This is a dumb premise. I don't like this at all. Like, have me kill aliens. Like, don't put me in places in history, <laughs> the, the greatest atrocities ever, and make me responsible. Who plays these these campaigns and still loves them? This video game is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen fighters, whatever that Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what the it's fuck why, did I say? I named my new COD character Mohammed Atter because he does what's right. I was wondering, does Robot Reagan mean, like, does the Reagan family get royalties from that? Or are presidents, like, are they public domain? That's a good question. So I bet, you, question. I bet you if it's cast in the likeness when he was in presidency, he's technically a public figure and public domain. Okay. But I bet you, but, but you know. My I've, girl's a huge Call of Duty fan, and there's all these things in here. I'm like, do they have to pay people? Do you have to pay? You... Why am I attacking Vietnam in nineteen eighties? Uh, Alternate history. The, that's the whole. The that's perk the whole Black machine. Ops thing, I right? need a little revive. Like that's a ten-year-old song. That's. <laughs> I hope someone's being paid for. I mean, um, I don't. Manuel Noriega sued over his uh, depiction in. Um, was it Cobblebots right. Two? No, there, I'm there. I was there last year, but like I played. The the only thing the thing that crashed the least on my PS5 was the Call of Duty campaign, which crashed, by the way, constantly. Oh no. Um <laughs> constantly. Uh it, it, and, and I'm saying that because I played every Call of Duty like almost every Call of Duty game at launch, and like they're usually pretty refined and okay. Yeah, oh and, yeah, Modern Warfare was fucking like silky smooth, amazing. Yeah, Beautiful this, butter, this is, yeah. This is, is, is not only Rocky, like, can you imagine your system crashes and you can't use it for 30 minutes? Like, even to get to a menu and play something else? I'm surprised that there's not TikToks constantly. of people throwing their controllers. No, no, don't it, do that. That's an expensive controller. The, the, the funniest thing Man, that happened matter. is, like, even, even the servers, uh, to sign in to my brand new 
delicious Activision account, which I've been complaining about for years. If you heard this podcast, why don't I have an Activision account? I should have an Activision mm-hmm. account. Mm-hmm. I want an Acti- I want Activision to have my email, and I want. <laughs> Even though they only make one game now, I, I think they should have. And, and, and uh, you have to do that before you play online, and it wouldn't happen. I just started entering things that, like, there's no way they'll allow this name. And I turned, and I couldn't play anything. And the next day, I loaded up and, like, wow, that's the name they allowed. So look for uh, first name Dixon, last name Butt. That is my Perfect. Call of Duty name. Um, I, uh, I am Dixon. But I. I am second lieutenant. Put some respect on my name, Dixon Butt. Um, <laughs> but I put in fifty names before I like I didn't. I couldn't get into the servers, and I, that has never happened to me in a Call of Duty game. That's before, wild. Ever. Yeah, that's ever. weird. And uh, and that's why I think I'm probably going to sell the PS5 because like I think this is destined for bad hardware problems and something needs to be improved in this very fast. That is not something you can do over the internet. The idea that there are 60 gigs on my PS five that I can't fuck with that are the OS and some of that, that shit, you know, they capture videos for every trophy you get. Yep. HD videos. Right. Um, screenshots on PS four. I think you may be able to turn that off, but like, uh, but yeah, fuck this. Something is going on, and this thing needs a little more work. And um, hmm. it's what I remember about the Xbox Series X in reviews. Like, there's no exclusives, but, like, everything fucking works, man. It doesn't crash as often. This shit crashes. All of its hardware doesn't work well. And I'm constantly getting, getting in games where I don't have to use the internet, I'm getting my internet is unplugged thing in a way that's never happened to hmm. me before on any other system. How how is zombies? I mean, you you bought it for zombies. Um, uh, I I I love it, but I'm I'm also at a point where like I like mystery and figuring things out. And um, oh, that's the weird thing: the controller. Uh, you don't need a microphone anymore, and it's not included in the system. Oh, that's right. You you sent mm. us that video of just someone like talking through your controller at you. Uh, like, looks like the server crashed. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit! Like it's, it's my whole group yelling, and it, but it looks like my controller screaming to be put out of its misery. <laughs> but it's but it's three real people because it it's the first system I've had that's online that doesn't come with a microphone. Yeah, there is no wild. microphone. I mean, other than the Wii U, but it's built in the controller and is very good. Oh, but I mute everything good. constantly, and so does everyone else because like. Why would you want your controller listening to you and using your data? I also find I have to keep muting the controller itself because, like, I play yeah. on headphones and, like, I, I appreciate that some of these sounds are coming through the controller. That's That kind of would enhance the experience if it weren't just sort of like, what is that outside noise outside of yeah. my headphones? It's running my immersion, immersion. There's a couple of lines in the Call of Duty campaign where, like, the sound is just coming through your controller. Mm-hmm. It's like... Would I, if I'm like Michael playing with headphones, would I have to like make a setting about this? Um, like, I, I would not have heard I, this. I mean, I know that on PS4, if you mute, mute the controller, it just plays the audio through your speakers or headphones. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, because I remember in, um, in Horizon Zero Dawn that every time you did like the special vision thingy, it mm-hmm. came through the controller. Like, yeah, it's it. like a weird sound. Scares me every single fucking time. Every yeah. time the controller unexpectedly makes a noise on the PS4, I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I, I drop. Yeah. yeah see, I works. made the dumb decision of maybe I should put house. headphones through my PS4 controller to see if I can listen to like my fucking game. 
Hmm. And not have everybody else do, and it sounded like shit. And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna have to spend like hmm. 80 bucks on a fucking USB and oh. headphones." I, Great. I would, I wouldn't ever permanently turn it off because the thing we, Michael and I, were talking about earlier about the advancement of the controller. Like, there's something about um, the the vibration technology and the sound that's coming out because. Before, PS4 used that sound very sporadically. Like, it's the sound of your gun reloading. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it does match up with what's happening with the vibrations. That makes it feel like a, a truly new experience. So I can't fully turn it off. It's yeah, a better speaker, also, though, too, right? Like, because the PS4 speaker was shitty. It was like this tinny little... Dude, this shit stuff. is loud. Silly. My girlfriend's like, we, we turned off the, the, the sound altogether, and she just heard the sound coming out of the controller. And it, it's it's really impressive, actually. Mm. It's very loud. Um, the crashes and the updates and the accident reports. I, I fucking hate this shit. I fucking hate this shit. It and, sounds and, like it sounds like the second generation of of the console is going to be a lot better because it sounds like its first gen is real rough. I think it's going to be a hardware. I think they're going to have to hardware. Shit. Oh boy, that that basically put Microsoft in the red for the 360 generation, is my mm. understanding, with all the red rings. Yeah, I'm happy to be wrong, but I, I predict bad things for the PS5. I do. Mm. This this works way too bad out of the gate. In Japan, it outsold Xbox Five to One. That's so normal though, because Xbox does shit in Japan, and it's not about selling stuff because, like you know. I can say here, like, don't ever buy a PS5 if you see a, but also if you see a PS5, buy it get immediately. One. Yeah, get yeah. One. Like, uh, like, but uh, there's something about this hardware. I have a feeling the last generation already told us there's a second version of this coming, and that and it wasn't because it needed to. This time, like, I don't know what's going on, but like when this thing runs, I never hear it when I'm playing games. When it crashes. That shit heats up and starts spinning real fast. I was going to ask you, how, Michael, you, t- you talked about the Xbox fans, yeah. PS5 fans. Um, how, how- so it, it varies. I've noticed the Blu-ray drive is pretty noisy, um, yeah. but the it, it goes from being silent and then every once in a while I'll hear like a faint uh, hum when the, the fan picks up. But, hmm. but it, I mean, it's definitely not as silent as the Series X, but it is hmm. pretty quiet compared to the... That I'm used to from the uh, PS4 Pro. Pro. Yeah. Well, keep us updated in future weeks, and we'll see if this stuff works itself out. There's a couple new releases that aren't out yet that we might have some opinions on next week. Um, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of the breath of the wild. Excited for this. I'm excited for it, even though I really don't like the Warriors games or Dynasty Warriors in general. But we'll see. It's it's. I'm excited for it, and I hated the last one. Mm -hmm. I thought it was one of the worst things. (laughs) I'm excited to see what they do time line wise. Um, yeah, mm, sure. there's some there's something story here, and it's not just me here's destroying. A, here's a caveat on this: I Please. don't play these games. Oh, oh, Warriors games or Zelda games? Zelda games. Oh, no. oh, what? I, oh what? look, man, I'm a dork. <laughs> well, let me tell you one thing, Kayla. Let me tell you: if there's one thing Zelda gets right, it's timelines. No, oh yeah, okay. I've heard this conversation for like a fucking hour on a PMV. Let's go for it. But hey, you can also, hear us talk like, about it on the Majora's Mask episode of Ultra Sixty Four. Look, but I love what the Zelda games do. All right. If I don't play a game and I at least watch it, like I'm entranced. 
and I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of what this game could do. Might play it. Okay. Who knows? Well, shit. Uh, but, yeah. like, I'm entranced by people's opinions of these games. Like, I'll listen to a fucking lecture if a college professor came out and said, like, let us talk about the timelines of Zelda. And then had a PowerPoint, <laughs> I'd be like, let me take notes, bitch, because I'm going to ace this exam. <laughs> but I will not play it. Sorry. I, I swear, I thought that the previous game was like, this game sucks, it ruins every timeline, and makes Link a murderer. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you could, murderer. it's fine, but also, and, like, I really want to see what a hydrated Ganon looks like. But if you have a story where you're like, oh, we got to kill so many of these people, otherwise Calamity Ganon's coming back. I'm like, that's all I needed. That's, that's fine. That's fine, yeah. yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Calamity Ganon. Got to stop that guy. Anyway. Did I say, I, I'm a little drunk now. Calamity Ganon. Yeah, I, know. I, I am said, a lot I said, drunk, and it's my normal day. I said Calamity. Michael said Calamity, and no, I'm like, I said, I said Clammy like? Ganon. He's Clammy to the touch. Clammy Ganon. He likes clams. I don't know nothing about Clammy Ganon. The only release that came out is that Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, which includes all the cool DLC and shit like that. You Does get it delete Rondo, uh, Rondo Russo? And no one fucking cares. Um, Vince Russo's daughter. It's um, <laughs> hey, bro, it does not. I'm the bro. best Sonya Blade there's ever been. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a Vince Russo reference, everyone. Such a specific. Beautiful. <laughs> That's like a specific subset bro. of wrestling fan that gets that. I love it. When you see my, my fatality, you got to see my fatality. Bro. <laughs> bro. 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 No. bro. I wear sandals to Every fucking <laughs> like, like have, have you guys seen those the the trailers for Rambo in Mortal Kombat though? Oh my god, where he's not. fighting the Terminator, it's so fucking yeah. good. I don't like seeing Rambo with a symmetrical face. <laughs> I, I want to see. I, you want that side <laughs> little droopy just a little bit. Just I want to see two horseshoes going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, some some Zoomer around. artist made the point. It's like, this is like Smash Brothers if your dad designed it. If your dad picked the characters. Yeah. This is correct, and also I feel called out because I'm old. I appreciate these characters. My God, I want to see them combine with all the, the We had this conversation already, and I said, like, I agree, but also, like, uh, Hollywood money doesn't like making R-rated franchises anymore. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Matrix is kind of the last trilogy we ever had, other than John Wick, um, which is also owned by... Why isn't John Wick in Mortal Kombat? That doesn't make any because sense. Because no right. one needs to touch Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. You leave him Just the fuck you, alone? I bet, I bet he signed some rights-based exclusivity agreement he didn't know about that is preventing him from... He's a perfect Mortal Kombat character! And we don't have any more rated R uh, uh, franchise characters anymore, mm-hmm. period. Look, what do we have? Look, if Winona Ryder can Whatever also Vince be Vaughn just did in Freaky... In the game... No. I want Destination Wedding, Keanu Reeves, in the Mortal Kombat 11. I don't know what that means, but I hope <laughs> I could smell the female audience being attracted. Yeah, to yeah. So, but, bring me on more then. Let's go. I mean, Keanu is in, he, he's Johnny Silverhand in, and, and he's Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk 2077. So mm-hmm. yes, that's weird. He that's weird to find out that he's, he's both a character and himself. And that Ali Wong movie I forgot to watch, but yes. Mm. Oh my Ali God, that movie was great. Always be mm. my maybe. Yes, okay. Matt's yeah, we have an episode now. coming up. Matthew Allen has fallen asleep. 
No, I no. think Keanu Reeves is one half of the best on-screen comedic duo I've he ever seen is, in my whole life. So he's not the best I'm not person. asleep. I'm just seeing pictures of the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. It's so <laughs> sad. It's so sad. Shit is this. Matthew Allen. It's, it's, half it's the gone. best metaphor for 2020 there's ever been. It's, was that tree uh, caught under, in under, the forest fires in California? What the hell happened An anemic, derpy, uh, asymmetrical <laughs> tree in Rockefeller Center. It's so um, good. We're going to need like 16 more lines to get this one asymmetrical it's charlie brown times 20 wait is the tree a reflection of rudy giuliani's mental state like this this tree has a vestigial branch that uh, extends 20 feet longer than it is we're gonna need a lot more lights (laughs) it's so bad anyway those are all the new releases let's talk about some news let's do By the way, news update. Fuck Apple for making Charlie Brown exclusive. They just said uh, they will allow PBS to air the Christmas special and Thanksgiving special. Yeah, I saw that. So, we, so we get even more people get to see it for free than ever before. And I sort of applaud Apple for that. But also, fuck you and your exclusive grab for your dumb service that sucks and no one cares about. You have no shows on there that are generating any interest of any kind. I really would like to see Dickens. Uh, but also, I don't want an Apple TV. I want to see the one where Jason Momoa is a blindie, and I want to see the, the amazing stories from Steven Spielberg. I want to see stories. Jason Momoa as anything. Thank you. Oh, I know friend, you friend do. Friend of the show, uh, Leif Johnson, was telling us about that. That uh, that show with Momoa is actually pretty good. That it's what what's the idea that like he's born into a world where like most people are blind and then some people develop the fifth sense of sight and it's like being a wizard you can see all these things that no one else can That's yeah. I don't trust Bonkers. life anymore I know where his bread is buttered take it up with me life. <laughs> all right I love that guy and I follow oh. <laughs> I love it Let's bring it back to the game news. Uh, and the game most news. important game news of all, the nominees have been announced for this year's The Game Awards. Yes. Trademark. Brought to you by Jeff Kelly. Uh, yes, yeah, so I won't go through all the nominees because that's a long ass list, but Oof. I will be doing so on VGA's Twitter account where I'm going to do what I have done in previous years. Well, I will, I'm going to get fan choice. Have you guys vote for your winners in all the non esports categories because Honestly, who are we kidding? Um, but I did want to point out there's a couple big winners of these nominations. Uh, the Last of Us 2 leads the pack with 10 nominations. If you count, they got multiple performance nominations in, in the performance category for two different actors. Oh, I was going to say that's ridiculous because that, that's one of my least favorite, favorite games of the year. <laughs> Hades got eight nominations. That Hades is a is, phenomenal that's game. Yeah. That's a phenomenal game. I love Favorite it. Favorite game of the year. Ghost of Tsushima and Final Fantasy VII Remake tied with six noms each. That's so they bullshit. are runner-ups for favorite game what's of bullshit? the year. What's bullshit? Yeah, what's bullshit? Final Fantasy VII. <gasps> that shit rules. What? No, that is great. I'm sorry. The remake uh, is And then a couple games I would call slighted. I think there's a problem we're seeing where... The Game Awards, so we, we were off mic talking about we have to do our, our, our games of the year shit. And we're like, hey, should there be a cutoff? Because... Cyberpunk's coming in hot. Um, but the Game Awards has a cutoff, but even then, a lot of the games that came out recently aren't... They, they, 
I know they made the cut because they're like nominated for one or two categories. Um, but like, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla got nominated for two categories, and that's it. I've been out for a week. How many of his yeah, teams discussed? Like, I've I played only the whole thing. Twenty-four hours in on Valhalla, like. <laughs> I would call that a miss. Miles Morales got nominated for one thing. I would call that a miss. Um, and then last year, it, I think it's it's a, again like anybody kind of one has of a working PS5 is lying. <laughs> it's one of these Academy problems where uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order only got nominated for for one category, action adventure, and it's like man, See, but- that game was some people's game of the year last year. Yeah. How, how do you overlook that? Game was fantastic. Also, fuck you, Cal Kestis. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. Yeah, that's true. Which Kayla is part of that uh, yeah. compilation you created. So. You're worse than Hitler. <laughs> I like Follow Order. Yeah, so did I. I loved it. But it, it is weird, like, seeing a bunch of people talking about it. I'm like, that was a last year game. And then realizing, like, oh, no, it was after the cutoff. It was after it was, the cutoff. It was after and... the cutoff. That's the hard thing is, like, but it's, this is, okay, so this time is such a weird time, like, to judge games because, A... Like, and we're in November. Like, how mm-hmm. how long do you have to play this game before the Game Awards come out? Like, like yes, understand that Valhalla is probably going to be an amazing fucking game. But it's so fucking... It's such a big experience. Like, you won't know the full extent until at least January. Well, I'm assuming, though, I think the people who do these nominations, there are press that have that have had Valhalla longer than yeah. the general public, you know, but still it's yeah, to me, that felt like a slight. It's, it's conveniently time to sell stuff. Yeah. That's, that's all I'll say. I mean, I, I love, I love Fallen Order. Yeah. And, but also like that last time, like really made me angry. I really it's just like, can we just not deal with mm. Vader? That'd be mm. great. That'd be great. So yeah, that, that is uh December. Look forward to those in December and we mm. will be, reading out the results as well as your fan picks on on a later show speaking of december uh, uh animal crossing i almost read this as assassin's creed every time i put ac now i get confused assassin's animal crossing new, new horizons. horizons they detailed their holiday plans uh for the year and it's it's not too surprising if you've played previous animal crossing games but turkey day as they call it literally called turkey day is on november 26th um franklin is going to show up and you're going to have to gather materials to bake or to cook some stuff with them uh, Toy Day, which is of course their their version of, of like the Christmas time <laughs> yeah. holidays, is on December twenty fourth. Uh, the celebration begins December first. You can start purchasing toys from Nook's Cranny, uh, holiday themed clothing, all kinds of fun stuff throughout the month of December. And then, of course, on the twenty fourth, Jingle will appear on your island to uh, help spread that holiday cheer. You're going to have to give them presents, and then you get cool stuff in return. And then between uh, the 26th and 31st, they have all of their New Year's celebrations coming up. So uh, I've actually done that one year. I did a New Year's Eve countdown in an Animal Crossing game and did not regret it. I love I love me some Animal Crossing stuff. So looking forward to that. I love. I look forward to all the holiday content in Animal Crossing games. The Halloween event was super fun, and I, I knew they would have cool shit for the holidays, and they are not disappointing. So the the circle that I run into have has called this like the super soft game. Like it, it really, it really just like is really comforting. You yeah, just come yeah. in and you you do your flowers. Like I know a romance author literally did her like new released on her book like a very well like look forward to book like in animal crossing and she like opened up her island 
and all these people came in and they were just like, this game is baller. There's never been a better timed game in the history of video game releases. Oh yeah, this hit like right as quarantine started. And people were like, I need this to fucking live. Yeah, I need this to get through my crazy life right now. Yeah, like like, this is the one constant. I'm going to go out on a limb. I think Animal Crossing might have saved lives this year. Like, I bet there are people who would have been uber depressed if they didn't have Animal Crossing. The only thing I'm pissed off about is that I have to see the fucking sea bass all the goddamn time. Can we just get that fucking patched out, please? <laughs> or at least, at least like one or two more puns than the same pun. Then I got it must be a C plus, and I'm like, man, I fucking hate you. I will murder everybody because these goddamn bass. If I see uh, another fucking sea bass, I'm going to. Fl- I, that's why I stopped playing. I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you going to kick got- his ass, sea bass? Yeah, I'm gonna be kinky ass, Steve. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, here's something I threw in just because I knew you'd be on the show, Kayla. I know you're amped about this. Um, a bunch of Mass Effect stuff was announced for N7 Day, including a new game, which they didn't really show much about. It's just a game by, they're calling it a veteran team the at veteran Bioware. Team. Uh, some art did leak out there in a new art, upcoming art book, as tends to happen. So you can see concept, some, some concepts. It's concept art, but it looks. Yeah. It's a Turian, a Solarian, and a Drell on a barren planet. They're not supposed to mix. I can't stand it. <laughs> well, no diversity in my Mass Effect Maybe you universe. can stand the <laughs> Legendary Edition, Chris, which brings together oh. all of the single base content plus DLC from the original trilogy. Fuck, that is a lot of game. It, that in, is a lot of game. We just 4K finished Ultra up. HD. Yep. We just finished one, up our, our Grind Forever on Mass Effect 3 DLC. So PMB will not is, be touching. Is the main character is the main character mandatorily a man? No, fuck you. No. Get <laughs> it for hail or bust, motherfucker. Oh. Like. Oh. oh, where's my Reddit account? I don't know who to yell at. Honestly, you're talking oh. about 300, at least 300 hours of game on mm-hmm. one That's disc up. coming spring 2021. One disc. Man, if they don't fix the pop-ins for Mass Effect 1, I'm going to get real pissed because that yeah. was awful. They don't fix everything about Mass Effect. This is going to be my first experience with Mass Effect 1. Oh, shit. Are you really? kidding? What? Yeah. Well, let me tell yeah, you about a little the, thing called the It was the, the worst console experience I've ever had that isn't called Fallout New Vegas. Ooh, man. Uh, corrupted saves, uh, like lost my shit. Like, just do those ne- those seven hours over again. Like. Why don't you give me a refund? It's like, this sucks. So, okay, so in Mass Effect 1, I only had one consistent area where I always crashed. One. And it was just like some one weird off-beaten path side quest. Whatever. I don't give a fuck about crashes, but if you ruin my progression, we can't play anymore. I didn't have that problem, and I played that game for 600 hours. Damn. Oof. Damn. Wait, that means you're going to get like 1,800 hours out of this Legendary Edition? You know, look, um, not gonna say I don't. I'm not gonna say I want. I mean, I will. Do, do we need to let our Texas listeners know to maybe check in on I, Kayla I, sometime I think next? Kayla's spring? gonna be the first Mass Effect player to romance the Normandy. She's gonna figure out how to do it. <laughs> actually, <laughs> no. Actually, a pilot mean, in the Edie? game sure. romances okay, the Normandy. That's fine. I'll be oh, a lesbian. That's fine. Like, Joker look, straight up romances right. the Normandy, dude. Mm-hmm. Edie's great. I love Edie. Uh, voiced by Trisha Helfer. Yeah, anyway. And that is all the news that is fit to play. Yay! All right, time to move on to our community segment, which is always this segment thing. Our community last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was, what's your favorite third-party launch game of all time? 
Uh, Kaylee, you weren't here last week. Do you have one of those? A third-party launch game? What the fuck? Yeah. So a game that came out at the launch of a console that was not made by that console maker. Our highlights were SSX and Monkey Ball. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, mm. uh, I don't know. I guess... Was the Amp 3 a launch yes. game? Yes. <laughs> I fucking love that. That the game's snowboarding, great. All right. The snowboarding and the weird scrapbooking, and then you listen to Blinded by the Light as you're doing... Yes, I loved Amp 3. I wanted to talk so about that, because I think that's one of the, thing, the things that killed SSX, because, like, Amped is great, and I don't think SSX had a good plan to, to prove, like... Are that you was this wrong. much better than Yeah, Amp? Amp 3 is amazing. Like Amp that game was, was so bonkers and weird. And I was like, what the fuck is this game? Like I had to some for some dumb reason I was just really unemployed and sold all my video games and shit like that. I purposely tracked that game down again and bought it for like five bucks. But whatever. I loved Amp 3, and I think that was the launch game. So, yeah, I'm going to say that shit um, because Skyrim and Mass Effect came out way later. Yeah. And they were supposed to be launch games. Uh, looking it up, and it's saying the, the release date was November 15th, which was a week before the 360 launch, but it also it lists the only platform as the 360. So Yeah, no. that I'm sure they did that so that people would buy it before the launch Probably. and have it at launch. That makes but sense. But, yeah, Amp 3 was top-notch, like, super fun. But, like, that game was great. That game was... It was such quirky, weird-ass I've never weird heard this much shit. praise over Amped in one oh, spot. I've never heard. Amped 3 is excellent. It's awesome. Amped 3 is great. If I still had it, I'd play it. Because it, well, this was a, it was always an Xbox exclusive series, wasn't it? it like, this one yeah. came out for 360, mm-hmm. and before that, it had just been regular old Xbox. Yeah, Amped 3 was, like... It was like you had to do these stupid, dumb snowboard tricks, but like the cutscenes were like this was this girl scrapbooking about how you did this shit and how you were going to different mountains, and it was all like weird ass. It's so weird. That wasn't and a then, girl. That was just Sean White and his luscious long locks of hair. <laughs> no, I mean she was like no, that was, that was a that was a femme voice that was over those cutscenes. But it was fucking scrapbooking, and it was so, and collages, and doodles, and it was, like, that game is just super Show me fun. the Venn diagram of snowboarding fans and scrapbooking fans. I want to <laughs> see that. It, this one game, that's it. This yeah. one this one game had the boat, but she's, I'm like, I'm just imagining they cross-stitched their own and, beanies. They cross-stitched mm-hmm. their own hats that they wear yep, when they snowboard. Yep, yep, that's exactly Look, it. Knitting is an art. <laughs> All right. I'll take your word for it. But, like, Amp 3 is my favorite. I love it so much. I love that. Nice. I love that, that answer. A really good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we have some other answers. Uh, on VidigamApocalypse.com, Cold Pie says, You talked about it during the show, but mine is definitely the original Super Monkey Ball. I lived with my best friend after college, and after work, we would cook or buy dinner, smoke a bowl, and play Super Monkey Ball's arcade story Of course mode. you did, you loser. <laughs> we did this... <laughs> so mean. We did this We try almost... not to call our listeners losers, Kayla. <laughs> no, but I love you for saying that shit. We did this almost every day for a full year. We got That's beautiful. So, we got so good at the game over that year that we could consistently make it to the master stages. In order to get to the master stages, you needed to beat 
all 50 expert stages and all 10 of the expert extra stages without ever getting a game over. Even today, 10 years later, we still like to boot up the game in Dolphin and play online together. Hot tip, Baby is the best character to play as since the small character model obscures less of the platform. So I love that they were like, gone, gone, we're going to cook dinner together mm-hmm. as roommates and yes. smoke a bowl. I love that they were roommates and they were cooking dinner together. That is the most adorable, joyous <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I mean, to be fair, if they're if they're guy roommates, it probably was mac and cheese. They are just making some mac and cheese <laughs> hey, together. Yeah. You know what? You can gourmet the shit out of mac and cheese. Let me tell you. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut up some hot dogs. I work at a grocery store. Ask me. Yeah, I never made dinner with my roommates, but they used my dishes anyway. Yeah, there's that. I, I did, and I remember I bought only Shrek ketchup because Shrek was out. That's <laughs> look, me and my me and my female good. roommate, we would date one day a week mm-hmm. where we would make dinner together as a bonding experience. Oh boy. See, see, you can do it. Still, like uh, it's still better to be a woman because we don't designate bonding experiences. <laughs> we designate the experiences. I'm going to tear this dude down. <laughs> yeah, I we don't have bonding experiences. Of- We're straight white males. We have bondage experiences. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, so you also joined Taste Team the leather, Talk. Bitch. Good for you, sir. Oh, uh, baby is tired. It is uh, a ghost. Short sack says. Since you guys took my answer, I'll elaborate on uh, just how great the dynamic music was in SSX. Uh, Not only does it cut out when you get a big air, it also pans left and right as you carve down the slopes. It does that. Sorry. Uh, uh, Changes with your position in the race and even includes a unique mix for when you uh, go off the beaten path. The DJ is is a a prolific rapper and beatboxer, Razel. Yeah. a former member of the Roots, who can be heard on ODB's Osiris. Holy shit. On top of the music, I remember being blown away by the game's visuals. Sure, sometimes doing double-sided uh, rendering of polygons meant the camera could get a little lost on the railing, but it also meant that entire chunks of the scenery no longer disappeared like in PS1 games. Uh, every race featured fireworks displays that worked as a sh- showcase for the PS2's particle system. Uh, mip mapping uh, textures meant you could no longer pick out individual pixels on your 14-inch CRT. Overall, the game is a brilliant display of the system's then-new DualShock controls and the cutting-edge hardware of the PS2. Wow. I, I still will maintain SSX the best launch game for like one whole year of the PS2. Giant short stacks, you just did a way better job than any of us at describing yeah, why. Yeah, it really, he really did. <laughs> uh, somebody hire I, I short stacks. I just want to clarify that taste the leather comment was aimed at Chris, nobody else. Uh, sorry. Okay. Uh, from the official Laser Time Facebook community, another Chris, Chris Lee Hulsit, who gave us some nice compliments, by the way. But I'll just go into his answer. Tekken Tag Tournament on the PS2. I bought it before I owned the system. Just like Twisted Metal 2 before I had a PS1 and Miles Morales Demon Souls this week. We, but dude, if you wait, you might get them on sale. Just saying. Anyway, we love Tekken 2 and 3, and seeing screenshots in EGM was the most hyped I've ever been for a new system. We found an arcade with it and played as long as we could with coins from the couch cushions. My brother finally got the PS2, and it blew my friends away. It looked so smooth and played so well with a giant roster. 
It felt like Mortal Kombat Trilogy with better balance and a slick new tag mechanic and bowling. I missed the CG endings, but we put thousands of hours into it over the years. Then Tekken 4 came out, so we went to the arcade extremely confident in our abilities. We were cool teens at the time, and a small child asked if he could play. We chuckled with a, <laughs> sure, kid. And he walloped us all with double perfects, leading to my hate of Steve Fox to this day. Reminds me of the child prodigy that made me feel dumb at a guitar center because I could barely play a power chord. Maybe I've caught up to that kid 20 years later uh excuse me revisiting teen trauma there maybe you guys have been embarrassed my small children at some point too uh tekken tag was great and better than my other launch purchase kesson keep up the good work uh, 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 i remember renting kesson and not being able to figure out how to do thing one and it's just like there's only so many inputs on this controller why can't i figure this out it sure Uh, looked pretty uh, for mm -hmm. an rts that i didn't care about what one um I love uh, on the hard times right now is a great headline I almost sent you guys today that said uh, friend, area man can beat all friends but can't win a single online match. <laughs> and it's just like that. <laughs> Have you not been in that mix as someone who plays fighting games? Like I can beat all my friends. Yes, as I a games win. journalist, I have been in yeah. that situation many times. No, I'm a girl who plays video games. Mm-hmm. I don't play online at all. Like, why would I do yeah. that shit? Well, that's good why point. are you, are you afraid of getting threatened to be raped with a knife? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, I paraphrased would. the Norm Macdonald line there. It was not, uh, and, and then also, also I, I I let my friend store his Tekken Five machine in here, which it's weird to think about a Tekken Five arcade machine that has a DVD ROM. Whoa! But it does, and. The, the Tekken 5 DVD is on top of the system, and Tekken Tag is in <laughs> inside inside whatever the DVD player is. That's cool. Is. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. Next. Um, uh, I'm going to read this, even though I'm really drunk. Uh, Patrick Imbo. Is that how you say that in sure. Canada? I think uh, Castlevania Circle of the Moon is the best. Ooh, Circle of the Moon is the best launch game for GBA, but I di- uh, didn't play that one until much later. At launch, it was definitely Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Oh, yeah. uh, it should have it should have worked. Uh, it was a completely different experience from the console version while keeping the aesthetic and some level design from the console uh, it was isometric with super low polygon uh, versions of the skaters, but still felt like playing Tony Hawk uh, while giving me flashbacks to Skate or Die. Hey, we're all going to get skated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a blast. I, I love uh, that game. That is a reference it, to Rodney, I, that game the Skater Guy shopkeeper, by yes. the way. Just that is one of the best like weirdo like side ports ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, GBA for, for GBA. yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 for GBA. I totally forgot mm-hmm. that it was this different thing. Yeah, it, Circle it of the Moon I liked, but it was on that launch GBA it was impossible to see cuz it was so dark. Yeah, there's that too. Mm-hmm. There's that too. Uh, Ivan Williams, or it might be Yvonne Williams, so sorry if I got it wrong. Uh, Luminous on PSP. Ooh, After its yeah, launch, there you go. I spent many hours playing my friend's PSPs at anime cons, even entered a mini tournament with a friend's system. Oh. That's adorable, Ivan! <laughs> Luminous is such a good game! No, you did good. You picked well. I, I'm proud of you, sir. Luminous fucking rules, dude. Luminous, rules. Luminous is you, great. You remember Come on down L- to the Lizzie gave us a story working at GameStop that people come in like I heard the magazine said the Lou Mines is good. <laughs> Give me the Lou Mines. I um, play Lou Mines on my Switch. It's still great. 
Hey, uh, I want you to meet my Italian uncle, Lou Mines. Lou Mines. This is Lou Mines. Lou Mines. This is Lou Mines. You cross, you cross behind his back, he'll put you in the ground. And this is his I uncle, play- Big Lou Mines. And this is his I nephew, Lou Little Mines, Lou Mines. When, I, when the guys talk too too much anime on PNB, I'll I'll put my switch on Lou Mines. Nice. Because <laughs> that's nice. the only good thing that's Lou going Mines. on. Oh, Lou Mines makes me so happy. Uh, we got one from Twitter. At Presseldeath says, special shout out to Lou Mines and Castlevania Circle of the Moon. Nice. Yeah. Oh, special shout out to Lou. Lou Mines. He's Lou a good Mines. guy. He's a good He's a cool guy. guy. He's a good fucking guy. Where Konami was there every time for a third party launch. <laughs> now, they probably won't put out a game on the PS4. Five or Xbox Series X at all? What is this? You're doing Drunk Uncle. You're doing a Drunk <laughs> Uncle character. On this is dangerously close to Duke Chat. I'm not gonna fucking listen. To this guy fucking TikTok at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to it. We have a couple video responses. First from Full Install, who says, "Hey guys, it's Tom here from Full Install. I'm back. Don't worry, I'm not dead. I've just been moving house. Which halfway through, you do kind of wish you're dead." Anyway, I'd like to start, if I may, by addressing the criticism that you received last week from one of your listeners about the effort put in and the time took to play games in preparation for the podcast. As someone who works full-time and also does a podcast, don't worry, not here to plug it, but our podcast is just a movie-based podcast where we watch a film and then we talk about it. Much easier concept than yours because you just watch a film and films aren't very long, but trying to find just 90 minutes in the week to watch Slipstream with Mark Hamill is really difficult and then actually (laughs) having to talk about it when you might not be asked to do it. I have nothing but admiration and applause for you to be able to do it as coherently as you do every week, always on time. So, there you go. That's um, some praise from me and fuck that guy greatly. Anyway, question of the week. (laughs) Do not a little bit here because it's not actually related to hardware and the gaming question does have ties with the developer. But, cast your minds back all the way to 2006, 2007 time, I think. Mm-hmm. And Halo 2 uh, received a PC release. Mm. And this was important at the time because you <gasps> oh, needed shit, Windows yeah. Vista to run it. I think Windows Vista came out the year before, but oh, no one bought shit. it because it was awful. But this was one of the key selling points. And to me, it was kind of like, it was almost like a release, you know, it's a release title for an operating system, which I don't think had really happened outside of like the really old computers like the Amiga and the Acorn and that kind of thing. Um, well, here's a fun story for you. There's an outlet in the UK called WH Smiths. I don't know if you have it over there in the US. <laughs> Well, it's nope. kind of like an office supply shop. You know, they sell ink cartridges, printers, newspapers, all that kind of bollocks. But they had a really bad habit of putting game cases on the shelf and leaving the CD key in on a sticker. So what <gasps> I would do is I'd go over on a... I'd get the bus, go over on a Saturday, pick up a game, go, oh, that looks good, pretend to read the back of the box, peel off the sticker inside, and off home I'd go. Then you'd go on a... <laughs> be, uh, not be Kajar back then. Got him. Or like BearShare or some awful software to download a bunch of viruses and an ISO. And I uh, downloaded... Um, Halo 2 which when I went to install it it wouldn't install because I was on Windows XP uh, so I had to go back to the Smiths and steal a Windows Vista key and it worked anyway after all that fun illegal activity I finally got to play Halo 2 on PC and it was pretty good I mean the game wasn't very good still isn't but the port was good you gotta remember this is back in a time when pretty much every console port to PC was dreadful but this was the first game I think I played where it was better than the console version. It looked great with Diotex 10. It had full control support, which that was a really rare thing at the time. And it didn't have yeah. any driver issues. So it was a real nice treat to be able to play it in a, uh, a much more enhanced version. 
So there we go. I don't think anyone else is going to pick Halo 2 on Vista of all platforms, no. but that's my choice. <laughs> Take care, guys, Jesus and hopefully Christ, catch you next week. No. Ta-ra. That was fun. Uh, I only know W.H. Uh, Smith's from a Monty Python sketch, where it's like a bookseller being harangued by someone who keeps coming mm. in and asking for books that don't I, exist. I was going to say, it's like, he could have made that up. I'm like, that sounds like a very British reader. It does. Why don't it you does. go to W.H. Smith's? I did. I miss the days of stores like B. Dalton Bookseller, where mm-hmm. it's just like a guy's name. That's, that's the, yep. the name of my shop. It's It's... And B. Dalton's back in the back, like, doing the books because Mm -hmm. the bookkeeper sucks ass, so he has to, like, go over everything. He's like, yeah, that's me. No, Kayla, we all all know the back of every B. Dalton was a software, etc. I'm I'm B. Dalton, I'm in the back doing the books because I'm B. Dalton in the back. (laughs) B. Dalton in the back. (laughs) Just go by B. Hmm. Uh, I just thought it was very alliterative. We have another one from... J.R. Rolls! From J.R. Rolls! 30 2010 MVP. Here we go. Hey, Laserinos, J.R. Rawls answering the question of the week. What is my favorite console launch game made by a third party? Gotta give it up to SSX. I know you guys talked about it, but I skipped the previous console generation. I didn't have Mario 64. I didn't have Ocarina of Time. So my mental landscape was still stuck in the Super Nintendo, Super Mario World view of games. And... To jump from that to SSX felt to me like I was entering the future. I don't think any game before or since will have as much of a wow factor to me just because there was such huge progress in the mediums that I just wasn't present for. Also, I got to play it with an awesome group of friends at the time. We were all living in the same dorm and... That is an experience that I am still chasing that dragon, man. 20 years later, I've never had that awesome group camaraderie around one game. I mean, we had competitions. We tried to win at speed. We tried to win at tricks. And eventually it got so intense that when one of the guys bought a muscle stimulator, we started hooking each other up to the muscle stimulator and having a third person basically give a quasi electrical shock to whoever fell down so not only were we racing against each other and trying for speed we also had that added adrenaline bonus of hey if you mess up you're gonna get a little bit of pain Um, again (laughs) a different time in my life from now (laughs) yeah uh, but one that will always always stick out in my memory and i'll always have a super soft spot in my heart for ssx because of that Wow. Wow. That is full on torture. Like, if you don't do it right, we're going to fucking shock you. Yeah. I guess when the other person holding the controller is the guy that, like, makes everybody go crazy in the inside. Sure. Yeah. I I guess. I I think, yeah, I've, I've used one of those muscle stimulators before, and, like, I would not trust anyone else with the controls of that, because, like, you turn that up too much, and it's, it's in a new kind of pain you have never experienced. I wouldn't trust a guy who's in their early 20s doing that. Like, hmm. you guys are savage when you're that age. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. You're full on primal. You're like primal. It's we, yeah. We're very mean to each other. Yeah. It's, oh it's my very, god. Very yeah, 
Your idea of bonding is punching each other in the nuts and then calling each other douchebags. Like, and then First pretending all, Kayla, to rape each other. Punching experience. each other in the nuts never works. You gotta flick them. The flick is really oh, where you get the true. pain. That's you get true. that searing, intense testicular yeah, pain. Yeah, you, you do a punch, it's evenly spread across the yeah, nuts. Yeah. The flick is really what gets you. Yeah. And the thing that you've actually explained that to me... <laughs> just makes it a bazillion he, he, times worse. As a flawless person, Michael was a hard guy to work with. With the, just all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> like I, I consider myself someone who has a small and shriveled black heart. But holy, what the fuck? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing that you, guys do. You I, and your I, lady I, friends I don't go to titty flicking. <laughs> There's no titty flicking up in Kayla's community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> girls have titties, and yet you're not giving each other titty twisters like no, guys. No, are. no, but no, absolutely like, not. Yeah. Ours are yeah. mental. Like, you hit a you hit a, a, a boob. You can there's a balls like ow kind of thing you can do with it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, in that I mean, it's tender and it hurts. Yeah, uh, I haven't done it before because I haven't seen one. But, you haven't seen a titty before, Chris? Like, no. <laughs> No, I am a gay introvert. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. You're. <laughs> I just when you said gay introvert, I read it in my mind as Norm Macdonald. He's like he's a gay introvert. I'm a gay introvert. <laughs> Take that, Letterman. <laughs> ah, you okay. already said Dave. He's a gay introvert. <laughs> See, <laughs> see, it works. It works. We got a new question, Michael. Yeah. New question of the week. What is an open world that you would really like to revisit? Um, I guess for me, probably my favorite open world of all time is Assassin's Creed 2. And if it were to be somehow remastered or remade to be one big interconnected open world instead of a bunch of discrete little ones, I think that would be pretty fucking cool. But someone else go. Uh, mine is still Vice City, and it's not just because it's Miami and Neon and the past. Um, it's the last Grand Theft Auto game that Michael can probably elaborate here, but like you could drive over stars and lo- you could like increase your wanted account and then drive in a direction to where you lowered it. Hmm. Do you remember that? Like you could lower your stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, that so? disappeared in um, four and yeah. didn't ever it didn't appear in five. But I, I really like the idea of like n- poking the the military bear <laughs> and, like, uh, uh, and then trying to drive away as fast as possible. I did it all the time. Yeah. Um, Got to find yeah. a pain spray, bro. So as a former Angelino, I can answer this without hesitation. The Los Angeles of L.A. Noir, that classic. Oh my god, was I really thinking that you were going to say that shit? And you oh, dude, the classic version of L.A. You. For a guy who like once upon a time in Hollywood totally worked on in all those fucking scenes, like to to see all of those classic Los Angeles locations, oh. But, but in a true open world game that really encourages you to explore versus L.A. Noir, which is like, yeah, I'm just driving from case to case over here. I like, bet you'd love to play Double Indemnity as a game, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm Maybe. Fred McMurray. I haven't created Flubber yet, but someone killed this woman. <laughs> I tried, Good yeah. Double Indemnity reference. Yeah, that, that movie's great. Double Once again, we are, we're nailing it with the 70 and above crowd with these yeah, references. I don't belong on podcasts. <laughs> Somebody should put me on TCM's app. 
Uh, <laughs> that's where I belong. Me, Chris, should fucking host a fucking show on TCM about them, them old movies. It's a me TV's fucking uh, like whatever their their exercise bracelet. That's where I belong. Kayla, I'm gonna guess that you're gonna say a, either a Bethesda or a Bioware game. Here, you just... are gonna, you are, and you're gonna be correct. I really, I really hope that the game that's developed by veterans. I'm doing this in fucking air quotes because what the fuck is going on? I really, you know what? I really want more Andromeda. What of all the what? <laughs> I really. So, okay, so there is, like, some weird, like, there's some weird audio logs and stuff like that where, like, the main villain, the the Keth or whatever, Mm -hmm. or the Ket or whatever the fuck the name is, Mm -hmm. where, like, their, um, whatever, Archon is, like, becoming, like, an offshoot of the Ket, and the other, the other, whatever they're called, whatever, I don't give a shit. Um, they're like, um, he's not reporting game. back like he should be, and something is fucking fishy. And I mm. would, I want to see, like, I want to see how the Angara became the Angara. I want to see how, yeah. like, how that shit played out. Somewhere there's, like, five Andromeda fans, like, yes! She's fucking right! No, yes! I, she's not. Kayla, I don't think you're wrong. Like, um, obviously, this Mass Effect didn't start without a story plan, and I, I was pissed off at it technologically. But like, there's still story stuff in there that, if you got through that and when they fixed it, like, you should wonder, and we should all be changing. Like the scourge, like the scourge was a reason. Like there is a reason for the scourge. The scourge is because oh, I'm gonna get into it. Um, sorry, guys. Is because there was a fucking revolt before everybody came to the Helios cluster. And then there's also a fucking greater outside empire. Like, what kind of weird politics dynamic is is out there? Like, it's probably going to be out there. I don't give a shit. But I kind of want to see what's going on. Just from, because... From, from my perspective, the second Kayla started speculating on this... My cat shit in front of me, <laughs> and, um, and I wish I could have gotten the audio and <laughs> synced up together with, with Kayla's fanfic of Mass Effect Andromeda. Do, do cats do shitting cats make a sound? Uh, a crackling sound. Oh, Thanks. Okay. You, you Thanks ready? a lot. Go it, fuck yourself. No, I love you, dear. But it, this did happen. I can hold the turd up for you on the fucking air. <laughs> no Look, cat. man, I have to pick up my own dog's poop. I don't want to yeah. see your cat's poop. Well, let's oh, let's yeah, let's wrap it up so Chris doesn't have to sit in that yeah, smell for very long. All right. What is an open world you would love to revisit? Let us know. Go to vigigamepocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 394. Alternately, you can. Hit up the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out some plugs. Uh, Kayla, once again, PNB, let us hear about it. Yeah, so I uh, host a podcast. It's long running. It's called PNB Podcast and Bullshit with Three of three or four of my favorite guys on the internet, besides the three lovely gentlemen that I Aww. see in front of me on Google Meets. <laughs> I also have published a book. Really? If you, 
Yes, under the pen name Kayla Neal, because my last name is too long and weird to say. Congratulations. Um, it's a uh, romance Kayla, contemporary. Kayla's real last name is a bunch of Batman 1960 sound effects. Yes, it is. <laughs> I swear to Christ, it is. Um, but it's under the pen name Kayla Neal. It's a contemporary romance. High heat. You'll, you'll like it. It's a short, fun read, and I'll give you a good time. I promise that everything happens, and everything wraps up in a nice neat bow at the end. It's pretty horny, too, right? Yes, it is pretty horny. You want some sex scenes? I got you some sex scenes. Let's go. Nice. Chris? Uh, Laser time. There should be a new one soon, and then new Sick of Star Wars. I'm really tired, and everything hurts, and I'm sorry for the lateness and everything. But, um, yeah, I don't have a doctor yet, but we're working on it. Boom! All right. Uh, well, you can check me out on Twitch at Maddie C. Allen. That's M-A-T-T-Y-C-A-L-L-E-N. That is the same handle I use for the Twitter. Uh, on Twitch, every Monday night, we do a little thing called the Monday Night Movie. I was joined by Kayla's PNB co-host, T.L. Foster, this week, where we watched Harlem Nights. It is, it is the movie that so under delivers on its potential, but it's still, it's still kind of a fun movie to revisit. Um, and then I stream games, uh, usually Tuesdays and Fridays, and then sometimes on weekends. So I've been playing some of the recent releases, things like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I actually went back and started streaming Assassin's Creed Origins to finish the DLC from that one. And I've uh, been, been doing a little bit of Like a Dragon. I will continue to stream the rest of the Yakuza series to get all the way through 6 and Like a Dragon and Judgment. So uh, check me out there. Uh, you can also, I plugged it earlier in the show, might as well give them another free plug. Check out all of your regular VGA hosts on a recent episode of Ultra 64 Podcast, which is a podcast that focuses on classic well, actually it's the entire Nintendo 64 library one game at a time where we're talking about Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. So check us out there. That is the Ultra 64 podcast with hosts Steve and Woody. Fucking two amazing gentlemen. So check them out. Yes. And as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Visit us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Uh, anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Charlie Brown ass tree. It's it's weird looking. Yeah, a thirty foot, two million dollar Charlie Brown ass tree. It's what Charlie Brown fought against. <laughs> <laughs>